welcome to episode three of A Thing of Ours. Um, and uh, I guess I'll go today. Well, we can go about what we've been listening. We can go about what we've been listening to. Yeah, recently. let let's start out that way because this week, you know, we're going to cover up on on your history, right, Correct. Bobby? Correct. Yeah, so I think like let's do a little. Uh, what have you been listening to? We'll say okay. this week, but it's probably been this month. All right. What about you, Brave? Uh, this is getting real bad for me, um, as far as hearing you guys. Say that one more time. What have you been listening to? Oh, um... You know, I've been uh, kind of listening to a good mixed bag. I've listened to um, some Kevin Gates, who I've really gotten into. Um, and then I've been digging... I've been kind of digging in the uh, crate since our last, our last recording. So I've been checking out some old um, Ghostface, small Wu-Tang shit. And um, ever since me and you talked the other day, but I was in the, in the messages going back and forth, uh-huh. And that old Kendrick Lamar thing, I was. Oh um, yeah, yeah, you're a big Kendrick fan now. Ah, uh, it's, it's not so much. I mean, no Dude, more. Dude, you're so new school news. now. You're so new. I don't even know you, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you guys' folks. I'm trying to uh, like get fucking you, know, you and Jisco listen to some Kendrick and some little Dicky and fucking. <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> I have. I don't think I've ever listened to a Kendrick Lamar song unless it's been on the radio. And I didn't know. I hey, I really you. dig. I really dig what he do. But um, I was listening to the uh, to, I was I went back and listened to that um. Um, what was it that uh, rap god, which is one of my favorite songs by Eminem? Um, just just because I had put put it in that message when I was messing with you, right? And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to go listen to that dude. And he has this line where he says, um, "What did he say? He said it's all funny games till I walk a flock of flames. <laughs> like till I walk a flock of flames. That shit was dope too. And, and, um, and, um, that's that one that's uh, like six minutes long or whatever, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the, it's that's dope. Something. Sick, dude. Are you familiar with uh, a guy named Los? Anybody? Los? I am not, no. He's out of Baltimore. He was, he was signed to P. Diddy for a while. Uh, uh, are, are, any, are you familiar with the Stop Stitching DVD? Anybody familiar with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. So, so that same, made, like, national... time, uh, beef DVDs and all that shit? Yeah, it was a little after that. But yeah. I mean, yeah, like, that made national news. It was like a Baltimore thing. And this guy, Skinny Shug, made a video called Stop Snitching. And it was funny as shit. And I don't know where the I think the guy Skinny Shug got locked up or something. But he he should become a star. Like he has like a very star presence about him. But uh, he like went around and like interviewed people that like and like it was so fucked up, dude. But it was like, so who snitched on this block? And they were, and like people were like, oh, you know how you know you know they got you know so and so down such and such. And he's like, yeah, well put them whores out there. <laughs> And, like, they, on the video, are, like, his name is, you know, whatever. Earl Owens, he lives at the corner of such and such, such and such. Matter of fact, his address is 7925, such, you know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. Um, I'm laying it down. This, yeah, was put like, out on, this was on YouTube? No, it was just, it was, like, oh. it was just, like, before YouTube exploded. This was, like, straight to DVD. Um, and it was, like, sold at, like, you know, flea markets. Oh, right, okay. And, um, they, like, Carmelo Anthony was in it. He caught a whole bunch of shit. Because of, from the NBA, because of it, and um, yeah. but anyway, this, at, at some portion in the in the DVD, it becomes like a trash Los fest, like because Los is from like the Towson area, I believe, of Baltimore, which is like a frat boy area. So, like, I guess it was to kind of discredit him because of that, and I mean, it was funny as shit. But Los can rap. Did take away your street pick? <laughs> like yeah, I mean like I mean they tore into him. They were like uh they were like I I saw him coming out of the uh the mall with no bags. 
<laughs> what are you doing there? You ain't booking no whores. You ain't buying nothing. So where did you at the? And and, and then he's gonna say he's a he's a this and a that. Let me tell you something. I'm skinny sure. He's from uh, he's from this, this street called Ed, Ed Edmondson Avenue, but everybody calls it Emerson. And he's like, I'm skinny Shug. That's like me saying I'm skinny Shug, the Crip. I don't know nothing about the Crips. I really don't know nothing about the Bloods. I don't know nothing about nothing. All I know, I'm from the Avenue. I got love for the little homies on the Avenue. Hope a few of them got some love for me. <laughs> like, you know, he's just a funny dude, man. But like, um, yeah. But then he was at one point. He was like, he was like, you ever see him over East Baltimore? And some guy was like, no, I never seen him in East Baltimore. He was like, you ever see him in West Baltimore? And people were like, no, I never seen him in West Baltimore. He was like, oh, I know where you can find him down my Diamond Mall, coming out with no bags. Like, you know, they just, they just, they just trashed him for like a half hour. But he's insanely talented. Um, yeah. But he had a, he had a line in a, over uh, the Millie uh, Little Wayne's a Millie beat. Yeah, um, and, and you know I like aggressive content, but he had a line yeah. where he was like, he was like, uh, "You bring that beef, I'll bring them shells and make a fucking taco out you." <laughs> <laughs> I look this guy up. What's his name again? Los. Yeah, how do you spell that? Yeah, L O S. And look oh, up okay. the look up the 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 Millie freestyle. That's like it's crazy. It's crazy. He kills it. Look up. Look up. What now? The Millie. Like a, a Millie freestyle. Okay. Okay. By him, it's, it's it's insane. They also there's there's some footage on YouTube of him like auditioning for P Diddy, and it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Like he's in a studio, Diddy's in the studio, and Diddy's just playing beats, and uh, and like they're switching the beats up, like spontaneously and without warning. And every time the beat switches up, his flow and style switches up. Oh, that's like, dope. Yeah, like it's like in harmony with. It's, it, he's he's a talented guy. Because I like that five fingers of death type thing that they do on. I don't even know what morning show that is. I I don't know, but I I, I can tell you that he is a, a talented young man. I, I I wish that something would happen for him because he he's pretty good. Um, and maybe then he could come out of the mall with a few bags. You <laughs> <laughs> finally buy some stuff. <laughs> They're window shopping. Maybe he works at the mall. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. I almost spit the coffee out again. <laughs> but stop. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted I wanted to drop that beef taco shit. That's just fun. Um, <laughs> I like that fucking line. He said, yeah, he's really beef good. you got, I break your shells and make a fucking taco out of I like that. That's it. <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Bray, what else are you listening to? I got Kevin Gates and some Kendrick Lamar. What I try to do is, like, every time we've been talking and stuff, I'll write this stuff down. I'd like to, at some point in the notes, just list all the people that we talk about if people want to, like, go and, you know, listen to stuff or check some stuff out. Yeah, and I think I actually set up an iTunes account and through a podcast. Make a playlist or something? If we link it to the iTunes, if if people buy the song from iTunes, we get kicked back something. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't even doing it for that, but if that's cool, if can make a little bit of Yeah, but you know, point. every day I'm hustling. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, as I'm finding music, as well as the old stuff that I'm digging up, I put it in my little, uh, my workout playlist, and I just kind of let it run. Fuck, man. God damn. Trying to be, dude, since May, I'm down like almost 30 pounds. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, hey, wait, wait, wait. What kind of crack are you smoking over there? I need some of that. You said wait, 30 he pounds? Sh- he, sh- he shaved his beard. 
Oh, dude. Some yeah, days I regret that. Days That's like the best and worst decision I think I've ever made. <laughs> that was fun. Why'd you say that, dude? Because right, I noticed that on the, um, on the show, on the, uh, on the anniversary show. I was like, well, I didn't want to like jump out. And so I was like, wow, man, just, just slim that beard down, dude. I was happy, too, because I was kind of like, I had a little bit of bait, a little bit of beard hate for you. Because mine's going to grow. <laughs> well, I'd cut it down so like, you know, not to get on this topic, but I'll just say it real fast. Like, I'd cut it. It's been maybe six or seven months. I think it was right after the new year, right before. But, like, things were kind of going just not really good for me, you know, at home. Like, everything was just kind of crazy. And, like, the one thing I could control, I was just looking in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? I could control today this fucking beer. And I just fucking <laughs> cut it off Well, <laughs> out of anger and spite for my life. And, and for those out there thinking about shaving, you can invest in Bevel, yeah. which is the shaving stuff for coarse skin. I mean, for coarse hair. I don't know. I hear that on all, all the hip-hop, like, uh, podcasts yeah, I listen dude. to have, like, the Bevel commercial. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get there. That's gonna be us. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Bevel. Shout out to Bevel. Yep. Um, any other? Any, anything else you've been listening uh, to? Brave. Um, I, really, it's just, it's just been a lot of stuff, man. I, I could go through my playlist like for it. you if you want, but I, I, you know me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm absent-minded. I'm absent-minded at the time when you call me out. And that's real cute, Bobby. That's real cute. <laughs> uh, let me, you might, as a matter of fact, I'm going through my playlist right now. I'm going to call it out. Do it. You guys to know. Uh, let's see what we got. Oh, we should also play. say what Youngs we have in our collection today. Oh, do we not? I still don't have it. We, we, we did Littles last time. We didn't do Youngs. Oh, it was Littles. Let me check and see what I've got. So, yeah, I got a little bit of Little Wayne in there. I got some Slaughterhouse in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, listened, I listened to Slaughterhouse. Um, I went back. I think it was either yesterday or the day before, and I went back and listened to all of their albums and the underground stuff. Yes. This, you know, I like to add to our, our thing. When we do um, What Are You Listening To?, we should also do what are you listening to it on? Like, are you iTunes? Like, what, what, what app or is it CD? Oh, you know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Okay. Yeah, because um, right now I'm, I'm really heavy into this Google Play or whatever this crap is called. This app is. Uh, and yeah. uh, you pretty much get everything, huh? Great. Bobby still got it on cassette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got, since I recently got inducted into Terra Squad because, you know, my, my, my sneaker plug. You know, my super love. I've listened to some uh, Fat Joe and some Remy. Dude, I like that All the Way Up record. I don't care. Oh, I love it, dude. Which which remix do you like, though? Because I don't like the one. The one with. The, I like the one with Jay. Here we go. Here we go. Which one don't one you like? Jay. It's that other one. It's like, I don't know who the hell those guys are, but they suck balls, man. I've only I've only heard the one with Jay. I just think it's. Yeah. I just think it's uh-huh. hard to hear Fat Joe and Jay on the same record. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That was another thing that I liked about it. But those other, it's like, it's like a few different remixes out. I think there's maybe like either two or maybe three, maybe three in circulation that I know of. And um, this other one in particular, I, I didn't like that one, dude. Mm. And it kept, it kept getting locked into my music cycle. I had, I had to delete that shit. It was terrible. Mm. That sucked. But um, yeah. So and that, Google, I, that Google but, Play, you just put in stuff and it starts to just feed you things based on what you're listening to? Um, it's kind of like that, but you can also um, you can also search artists out and then find their albums. You know what I'm saying? And then put their albums into the library and download it if you want. You only pay like I think it's like seven dollars a month or something, and it's connected to um, Red um, YouTube Red, oh, which right, is okay. also cool. So whatever you whatever you have over there, you can actually sync up with it. So yeah, I use that um, that Apple Music. So same thing. You're paying it's like ten bucks a month or something like that, but it's access to anything that's on iTunes. I've, I don't want to hold. I don't want to hold the segment up, but I, I don't understand how the artists are getting paid. <laughs> as far as from their music, I don't understand how they're getting paid, dude. 
Because yeah, it's got to be like, you know, like just AdSense money. You know, I guess have, so. But you don't have I, like on on uh, iTunes, you don't have ads and stuff like that. No, no, no. But I'm saying through Google Play, oh, like all oh, the oh. streaming, oh. all the streaming sites. I think that Apple Music is a contract, but I'm not sure how that works out. But like, uh, you know, like Life of Pablo is like only available on Title, and I think yeah. one other. Um, and like, I, I haven't even heard it. Like, I, I previewed it when it became available to preview, but I, I, I never heard it because I want to buy it. And if I can't buy it, I'm kind of irritated. I'm kind of boycotting it, even though I'm a huge Kanye West fan. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not fucking, I'm not streaming your record, man. I want to buy it. I want to, I, I, I'm the guy that you want to buy it. I want to buy it. I want to, I want to hold it. I want to look through the book. I want to dig into it conceptually. Like, fuck. I mean, let me ask you this, because I think you have maybe five years of having something tangible in your hand when it comes to music. Like, then what are you going to do? Like, do yeah, you have yeah. an exit plan for that? I don't. I don't. I'll be hurt. <laughs> you have an exit plan. Do you have an out? <laughs> the, the, the good news is that I don't buy much music anymore, you know? So most of the time when I do buy music, it is through, like, uh, like iTunes. But um, a couple things. Like, I will always, I will always exhaust every possibility before trying to obtain it for free. Like, that is a code that I live by with music. Like, I asked you to download a couple bizarre songs for me recently. Right. Um, which I could only imagine as you were downloading them, you were like, what the fuck does this guy listen to? <laughs> um, for real? So, so the the Civil War one, I was like, all right, I understand. And then the right. other one, I was like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to I I sample that other one. Um but I mean, where'd you even? Uh, well, whatever. We'll talk about that. I, I heard it in the. Uh, by the time the show comes out, I'll, I hopefully have, nobody will. Have, I'll have already made it before somebody steals the idea. But I've, <laughs> the song is when uh, Ali is jogging in Africa, uh, for the Will Smith movie. Oh, um, okay. And uh, there's something about it. It's something about it that, that's, that I find kind of haunting, and I, I just want to. I just wanted to mess around with it. But I, I always look. I look through. Uh, Amazon, I look through iTunes, and I will try to buy people's music. And if I can't, if there's no way for me to purchase it, that's when I go to, to other means. So I don't, you know, I, it was, and not to put this out there, but how to get, how I had to get both of those, you couldn't just find those or download them. Like I had to, I basically had to rip them off of that would like, one was off of uh, SoundCloud, and then okay. the other one, I don't, it was maybe off of YouTube, and I just had to rip the audio right off of it. Right, right. Which is never as good as like the proper. No, but I mean it was good. I mean I think it's good enough for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not looking to get forced in the mouth or anything. I'm pretty sure it's fine. I'm pretty sure it's fine. Pretty sure you wouldn't have had it any other way. That's what I'm saying. Um, I can't remember the last time I actually bought a CD, man. To be honest with you, and and that brings up um, hmm. uh, what you question. were saying. Yeah, well, because you were like when try you to were, answer that first. Uh, huh? I, I cannot. Let me see. When's the last time you guys bought a CD? Why, why I think about I it? I can't think of a Superman soundtrack. Like a physical huh. CD? Like yep. in, in a store? Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. It was easily a, a decade ago. Easily. Wow. Yeah. Mine was the Batman vs. Superman soundtrack, and it sucks. <laughs> sucks ass. I think, think the last... Because the last two CDs I remember buying were um, T.I. T.I.'s Paper Trail... And or is it Ti versus Tip? It wasn't one of the Ti albums. I don't know. And um, it was, there was one because on that particular album he had a few um, songs where he actually took it back to his old school style where he was like Tip and he was actually rhyming and spitting, right? So it was that album, that CD, and that um, Common Sense that uh, the last one Common put out. Not the one, well, not the last one, I guess, because the last one was on, on Good Music. It was the um, was it Finding Forever? 
The one where he was like going back, going back and forth with Drake. I think that was Finding Forever. I don't listen to that, man. Yeah, that I don't know. Uh, I can't um, remember. It was the one he got the five mics for. I know that much. Whatever one that was. What were you going to say about uh, buying CDs? You said, I don't know when the last CD I bought was, but. Oh, no, I was going to say to your point about actually like, you know, flipping through the um, through the insert panel and stuff like that, like seeing the art and reading through it. I used to really enjoy that. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? And I think a thing is that there's not many artists now that I'm into like that that I want to. Right. You know I agree. I'm no, no. I, I correct myself. The last CD I bought was um, Marilyn Manson's Pale Emperor. I, I forgot about that. that. I still haven't bought that. Because that was, part of, that was part That's... of the whole thing with music, too, is you not only, like, from an artist standpoint, you had to think about your content, but then you had to think about your packaging. And, all right, how am I going to brand this album and put this yeah. album out? Yeah. yeah. And there was some yeah. awesome stuff that came out of that, but I, ultimately I don't need it. I mean, it's cool. I, I, I do miss some things about it, but ultimately it's like... When that imagery... And the song titles and all that shit and the sound of the record all coincides. It's a beautiful thing. Remember they used to put their lyrics, like some, some artists would have their lyrics to their songs inside yeah, the you know, CD kind of, stuff? I'm kind of funny about that shit. Uh, like, why do you say that? I, I don't know. I like, I like the challenge of figuring it out. Like, of like listening to it enough to kind of sort it out. Like... I, I'm not upset when I see the lyrics in there, but I, it, I, it does kind of cheapen it to me, it, it, like in, in a weird way. Because now I'm like, man, the person that doesn't give a shit can look through this book and figure it out. I don't know why. Well, I, I mean, I know that sounds petty. But, but Bobby, what are, they, what are they going to do with that information? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you a story know. real fast about, okay. about a high school yearbook. I don't know what they're so, going to do with it, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. If your school's like my school, your high school yearbook, like if you were a senior, you know, you had like a classy photo versus one of those regular class photos, and then you got to put some kind of fucking blurb at the bottom. You know, yes. and so some dude in my class put a Smashing pumpkin, Pumpkins lyric, and I think the lyric that he put is, despite all my rage, I'm still just ready to cage. And I think the actual lyric is, I don't remember what it is, actually, off the top of my head, but I know that that shit's wrong. <laughs> so this guy, he, that's the time. When, but so I look at it, I'm like, man, like that, either way, it was wrong. Like that spoke to that dude. That wrong lyric still spoke to that dude enough where he put that shit in his ear. Yeah. But that's a guy that needed some lyrics. I used to like the Smashing Pumpkins. I couldn't stand that damn voice. What was that guy? What was the lead guy's name? Billy something something? Billy Corgan. Yeah, I couldn't stand his voice, but I loved the group, though. Yeah, I like it. It's funny. His voice irritates me sometimes, and I like it other times. Like that, that, yeah. uh, yeah. End of the World or whatever it is, they used it for the Watchmen trailer. You're right. That was a good record. The Beginning of the End is what it's called. So they just put out a new album, like a new, I mean, you know, two or three years ago, I think, called Panacopita, I think is what it's called. I don't know, but there's like two songs on it that are awesome, and the rest is kind of terrible. Yeah. Not terrible, but just not back? for me. What's that? Did he ever grow his hair back? I don't think he, I think he's uh, follically challenged. Yeah, man, usually, usually nobody does that shit for fashion, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, he was pretty young when he, when he, was, when he was shaving the bald, that's, though. That's how, that's how it comes sometimes, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my cousin, he felt he suffers, he suffered that shit early on. We're a group, we're, we're a people. Yeah. Ah, what was I got it. Hold on. I'm sorry. The the lyric because I just remembered. The lyric was, "Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage." And he put, "Despite all my rage, I'm still just ready to cage." Uh, and I'd still every time just like, man, that that spoke to him. Like, I want to know what he thought that meant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what? Though? You know what? He's forever stained. 
Well, in my mind, nobody else probably looks at that except for me. Like every time, he's I... forever staying in the in the uh, in the the yearbook. He probably looks at. He probably doesn't even look at that yearbook. He's like, somebody's like, oh, let me see your high school yearbooks. Don't open that. Well, you know, it's funny. Just real quick for high school yearbooks. Like my senior year, I did this thing where I was trying to treat it like I won an award, and. Like, it was like, you know, I, I would like to thank Mr. Hodge for such and such. I'd like to thank Mrs. So-and-so. I'd like to thank, like, God for the blessings. <laughs> like, it was all, like, it was supposed to, and, like, the final line of it was, see how stupid thank yous are. And they, <laughs> and, and they cut it off. Oh, that sucks, dude. So they just have the blurb, and it makes me look like a total fucking... <laughs> So you look all serious, like, man, like, Bobby, like, goofed, he fucked around all year, but really cared at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it irritates, I, 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 when I look at my yearbook, I get hot inside, like, I get, my, my body temperature raises, like, uh. But you know what, somewhere, some faculty or staff member from that school is showing their grandkids, you see, out of this whole school, this young man, we touched that young man. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I know what I did matter, because of this young man. <laughs> So, uh, just what did you listen to this week? Oh, you guys ready for this? Hold on to your hats. <laughs> Little Dicky, Volume 4. Tom so, uh, no. T-shirt. <laughs> Steve Dashboard. <laughs> so I Tight did listen... pants, big vaginas. Yeah. Is that a real shit? I would, no, I would just it just sounds, sounds like it could be like some nerd rap shit. <laughs> Tight pants. Big, that's the name of this show. Tight pants, big vaginas. Uh, I listened to Joey Badass, his first album. Interesting. Which is pretty good. You like it? Like it? Okay. I do. I like it a lot, actually. I think the dude's pretty dope. Um, I listened to this album called Death of a Handsome Bride by uh, uh, the rapper's name is uh, F. Stokes, and the producer's name is Laserbeak. It wasn't that good. Uh, that sounds familiar, dude. Death of, that sounds familiar for some reason. And it should not. That's weird as fuck. Right. And then I listened. I don't know if you guys ever heard uh, Doomtree, but I listened to Doomtree's first oh, album, God. which was just okay as well. And uh, where, do put it, where do you put it with the rest of Doomtree's work? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I've never really listened to all their stuff. Like, there's a dude I listen to. His, his name is Pos, and he's a part of Doom, like that collective Doomtree, who I think huh. is pretty dope. And so I was like, oh, I'll check this out. But I just wasn't really feeling. I think I missed my window on that. And then, um, trying to understand where Bobby's coming from, I listened to Dipset's first album. Which, yes, which surprisingly Dipset. was the better of the uh, between like the Death of a Handsome Bride and the the Doomtree. It was uh, the better of the two. Yes, but um, just ultimately wasn't for me. It's good. It's not bad at all. It's actually really good. It just, dude, I love Purple Haze. The song Purple Haze on there. I uh, think like, man, if I was like sixteen, like I don't know how long they've been around for. I think when that album came out, ninety six. Yes. Yeah. So if uh, I no, no 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 that was way after ninety six. That was like two thousand maybe something. Maybe two thousand in the beginning, like two thousand two. Ah, yeah. I know this guy, man. All right, okay, I got you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I googled the whole Death of a Handsome Bride. Yeah, I know this, I know this guy. Um, like, I don't know him personally. But right, I know his work before. Okay. I'm going to yeah. pull up that Hayes beat because it's too damn good. But so, yeah, had I found that, I think, prior... If had I found that when it first came out, I think I would have been way more into it than I am Dipset? Yeah. Yeah, dude, dip so, shit, it's dip so shit, ignorant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one song I remember. God, it's so ignorant. I love it, though. I, I love it. It's so ignorant. It's ignorant as fuck. And then um, I did, I listened to, a, I tried to listen to a lot of shit. Um, and then I did uh, fall down the little dicky rabbit hole a little bit further. Oh, God. <laughs> isn't little, isn't little dicky, uh, isn't he a Chirac Savage? I don't, I doubt it. 
in the same so i have a um so like like adam shares my youtube like he has he has access to it because like, he, uh-huh. he'll, he'll like watch my videos ahead of time and stuff um but like he likes shit from my channel so like i i know i have this beat on here as like a liked video but i only have like a few liked videos so that i can keep it tight and it's fucking like all this other shit that I have no interest in that apparently I have liked. So what's funny is if he goes through and just likes stuff just so you start getting rec- like recommended weird shit, you're like, what the hell is this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me see if I can find it. And then lastly, one other thing I just stumbled upon was this dude, Odyssey. I don't know if you've ever heard of this dude. He's from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But it's pronounced, like the way it's spelled out is odd, I-C, like S-E-E. Uh-huh. But the dude's dope. Like, he's a producer, so he puts out a bunch of instrumental albums, which are pretty good. And then he's a pretty dope rapper. And, like, I guess the dude's been around, fuck, dude, for a long time. Like, I think, like, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff put out his first album or something like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a tough beat. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? This shit, they never, as far as I was concerned, they never had a problem with me concerning their beats. Like, back in the Hell day, a lot of the no. little, I used, to write, I used to write over a lot of Dipset beats because that shit was sick, dude. Yes, sir. Shit, Jim, Jim was doing most of their production back then, right? No, no, no. They were using, like, at that time, they were using mainly Just Blaze and Kanye West, and then, like, they moved on to Heat Makers. And then, like, once they moved on past the heat makers, like, I feel like they kind of lost their bearings on their sound. Because they used Uh to have, like, a very distinct sound with those, like, soul samples and and all that stuff. And, like, they they, they did a lot of rock samples, too. Uh Which I love that shit, man. Yeah. Like, just those. I'm going to try. This is this is this probably makes for good radio. I don't know. But they sampled a song uh, by uh, like a 60s band called Spooky Tooth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually like a fairly decent band, but it's called Pyramids. This song, and hold on, I'm gonna try to. Uh... All right, hold on, hold on one second. Here we go. I know this is good radio. I've just missed it. Okay, so that's the Spooky Tooth sample. And then, uh, let me find it. I hope there's an ad that'll destroy my fucking connection I'm trying to make. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's one of those that you can't skip and you have to play. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it is. Fucking 16 seconds that I can't skip. So I hope everybody keeps the song fresh in their minds. 10 seconds left. <laughs> but they sampled it for a song called The Bigger Picture. And here that is. Oh, I love it. Dude, I heard... 
Fuck yeah, dude. Punch you in your face music. You know, I did find, too, that jam pony that Brave was talking about. I said it's a Brave. Yeah, yeah, I, I turned it on. I, mean, I don't know if I told you guys, but so when you, uh, when you sent it to me, I was in the car with my wife. We were going to some friends. I was a kid in the backseat and everything. And I and you found it, so I um I plugged it into the car, into the auxiliary or whatever, and I turned it on. My wife was like, is that Jam Pony? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids were like, what the was hell that dude, is that? Was that dude a radio DJ? I fuck if I know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it as far as when I got turned on to it. You know what I'm saying? And just being from the South it's, it's stapled into your mind, like it's you know. This, it's this dude for for, for and nobody's. I don't think anybody will ever go and listen to this, but it's this dude that it sounds like he's like yelling, and it's only just because the production probably back in the day wasn't the greatest, you know what I mean? But it's, it was yelling the name of the tracks and like he's just hyping shit up before the song comes on. Well, and it's how it was because like that point it was those those are all party tracks, and so the right. guy was the guy was the DJ, the, the, whoever was doing. It, I don't fucking know. He was a DJ. So the whole the albums they came the way they played and everything they they came across like you were at a party or at a club. You know right. what I'm saying? What the DJ actually spent or whatever the case was. Right. So I mean, it ain't the most you know it ain't the most um, I don't know fantastical yeah. <laughs> compositions I mean, you, you, before that time. You're definitely, yeah, if you're listening to it, you definitely have to realize, like, look, this is, it's old school, and this is, if you want to yeah. get some history into, you know, some, because it's from Atlanta, is that where the guy was from? Nah, it's like from Florida or something. Here, here's the realness, like, the only, the only real um, part that it played in my life was it, it introduced me, into, it was one, it was one of the stepping stones of me listening to that, this whole genre of music, you know what right. I'm saying? From my uncle turning me on to stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, and it's cool. Um, uh, I also want to add at the end of that song, Bigger Picture, uh, Cameron closes it out with a uh, classic slash classy uh, line, which is, I don't care where you've been or what jail, go tell Disney all your fucking ducktails. <laughs> you know it, it was always Cameron. Like, let, I don't know, let, me just, let me just clarify this, because I, I know I might have said that I didn't like this or wasn't big in a dip set, but if you really think about it, if I really think about it, like Jules... Do anything by Jules. I was playing Jules was my dude. Fucking uh, yeah. Jim Jones loved Jim Jones. It was Cameron, dude. I didn't. I didn't really have an appreciate. I lost my appreciation for Cameron for when they first came out, and then I totally lost. Then I regained it with that album they put, that he put out while he was on the ROC. When he was holding the baby, when we talked about. Yeah, that's a great yeah. album. Yeah, that brought me back, but I still really don't fuck with Cameron. Doody doody, get the booty booty. Yeah. <laughs> booty booty. <laughs> Get the pizza pizza for a piece of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Who stabbed oh, me in the back? Mm, little Caesar. I, I will say this too, because you, you, this made me kind of think of it when you were playing that first sample. Like, and not to talk about you know women rappers, but I also don't like some girls singing the hook of a song. Really? I can't, man. Just keep it off your hip hop album. I can't. Really? Yeah. I, I now, dude, do singing you're on board with. I'm all right with that. Like, huh. you know, well, hold on. Like, but I mean, if it's on like some Nate Dogg style singing, like trying to, it just can't be super soulful. And that's not true. Shit. I don't Wait, know. What? It's hard you know what's to funny? say, man. What the hell are you? Hey, I, don't, I don't get you. This is what I think I got you just. I don't get you. It's like, I'm not a huge Regulate fan. Like, and I, I wasn't even when it came out, even though I love Michael McDonald's song. Um, uh, but that I, I'm not going to lie to you. Even though I tried to deny it then. Uh, even when I hear today that 16 in the clip and one in the hole, that, that shit does feel right as fuck. It, for me, well, that for me, like, I give that a pass because that's just stuff I grew up on. But, like, you know, even, even like, the best thing I can think of, like, Juicy, you know, it's got that girl that sings, you know, 
Do mm-hmm. you hear you are? Whatever. Like, I don't need that shit in there. You can get rid of that. Oh, I need that. <laughs> I like I that need. shit. I, oh, see, oh, I, I, I think in general, I'd much rather have a chick singing the hook than a dude singing the hook. When it comes to rap, like, other music, I prefer to hear dudes sing. Uh, but when it comes to rap, that's when I like to hear women sing. It just takes I don't know me why. out of it, especially you've got like some of these hard ass songs. You know what I mean? It's, and then you have this chick just singing, and I'm just like, yeah, it's. But I don't like to hear chicks sing. There's a pot like that pain. Thug shit. Like I don't. I don't want to hear like. Oh, yeah. I'm up in the that club, block four five. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some that shit from the West Coast. Like they'll be. They, I guess because it's, it's how they their groove is. With I don't know. Just you probably know better than me, but. Like a lot of that shit, they'll have some chick like she's the she's the little homie chick from the crew or whatever, and she's singing in the hook, and she's you know she's doing that shit. Cause it's, and I hate, I hate when they'll be like, um, cause we fuck bitches and hate them hoes and bitches ain't shit. Like, right. but you a chick singing this shit? Like, that's the kind of shit I don't that's like. That's uh, stupid. Death row thing. I think for, yeah, for our I, listeners, the chick that's like one of the homies, quote unquote, is just slang for whore. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. or or a dyke chick, or a dyke chick. They know they can't fuck, but she's just as hardcore as the rest of them. It yeah, doesn't matter true. how many pairs of stretch pants and, and football jerseys you wear; you'll never be one of the guys. Never, um, never. You're still asking around. But yeah, this week, uh, did, did you listen to anything else, Jisk? No, week? I mean nothing worth mentioning. I listened to Slaughterhouse myself a lot this week. Uh, I found a CD in my car. See, I bought my car right before like the whole USB thing kind of happened. Um, so uh, I'm still rocking CDs in the car, and I listened to Dipset. No, I listened to a little bit of Dipset, and I listened to uh, Slaughterhouse and Yellow Wolf this week. Oh yeah, this is the which Yellow? Uh, his last album, which uh, like I'm a fan of Yellow Wolf in general. I I would never argue with anyone who wasn't like I get. I get it why a person wouldn't be, but okay. school me on that. Like I remember when um, when Slaughterhouse came out, I thought that Yellow Wolf was a part. Did did he leave at some point or no? He was never a part. They, Eminem signed Yellow Wolf and Slaughterhouse at the same time, which okay. is why people thought that Slaughterhouse might have Eminem in it. It might have Yellow Wolf in it, but Slaughterhouse is just Joe Button, who is a a, a god the among four guys, them. right? Yeah, Joe Button, Joel Ortiz, Royce the Five Nine, and Crooked, and, and then as lyricists, all Ill- they're Ill- insane. They are insane. Yeah. It's probably the most elite group of rappers in one group that's ever happened. Yeah, and then there's Yellow Wolf, who signed as a solo artist, and Eminem, obviously, as a solo artist. And they did a song when they first signed called Shady Two Point yeah. and then and then they did that cipher on the BET Awards and. Be- between those two songs, people got, I think, it confused. But, yeah. Yellow Wolf, like his, I loved the first album. And then after uh, that, I just kind of can't. Really? Can't. So the, the appeal kind of, I lost the appeal. What happened? Like, like Bob, because you were saying why some people might not like it. So, I get the assumption. Because I haven't listened to his albums. Well, it's you know not, what I'm like, he is, what I like about him is that he is him. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. he's not trying to be anybody that he's not. It's just it's very authentic, but he like he's nasally, you know what I mean, and his his flow is fairly unorthodox, and his range his range is fucking incredible. Like he'll do yeah. a song with Gucci Mane called White Girl, 
You know what I mean? And then he'll do a song yeah. called Have a Great Flight, which is just a metaphor for death. Yeah. You know, like, he's not he's not below the, the dumbest of the dumb in terms of content or, like, the most, like, elite in terms of yeah. conceptualizing something. Right. Um... But his last album, the one that he put out, did you did you listen to that? Just I haven't heard it. No, is it good? It, it's probably the best rap album I bought in years. If if oh, you wow. even, if you even can call right it quick. if you can even call it a rap album. Yeah, because isn't he like on? He's like, doesn't he have like some country songs on there or something like that? Yeah, he has some. I, I, I think saying country songs, I think I think saying country songs to rap listeners is fair. I think if you called them country songs to country music fans, they'd probably look at you very crazy. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't um, mean like traditional, but I mean like I, this is—it's nothing like this. But this is the only way I know how to how to equate it. But on like some Kid Rock style yeah, shit. Yeah, but not. Right, right. I mean that's just the best the best yeah. uh, thing I could. Like if if Kid Rock is like, I guess if you were going to say that Kid Rock was like a country slash rock, like if he was like the the evolution of of Leonard Skinner, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Right. Then it would be the same, but with rap, and maybe bluegrass would be more apt. Um, but see, I, I dig, I dig the concept of that, man. Like, I personally don't have a problem with the artist that's not pinned down, because one of the things that that I get tired of with it, and not hip hop, but with the rap, because to me that's still hip hop. You know, it's so like Kid Rock is still hip hop to me, right? When I when I, I get I get so irritated by the whole, okay, you're a rapper. So you got to be just this. And you, you know what I'm saying? You can't yeah, step yeah, out yeah. of that. No, I, I, I totally can't agree. Do thing. I totally yeah. agree. But I, I, I'm not willing to engage in that conversation with people who don't think that way. Do you well, know what I mean? Do you because think that that comes... Oh, sorry, go Bobby. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so do you think that that comes... Like, do you think, like, hip-hop is one of those things that really doesn't allow you to kind of... Like, you have to be one thing. If you're going to be the tough guy, you can only be the tough guy. You can't ever show another side. I, of I don't yourself. think so. I think I think that's more of a rap thing. I think it's more of a rap industry. Oh thing. boy, let's not let's not <laughs> uh, let's not let's not with that because. <laughs> uh, first of all, I hate I hate saying hip hop. I hate it. Um, now why do you why that why that why that? Because I I don't think that that word. Feels like the music. I think so, and I, I, I'm going to say I think it depends. Oh, but on see, what it you're depends on the to. music. Yeah, it depends. Like on the when music. I think hip hop, I think of like some bibbity bobbity boo shit. <laughs> some some backpack shit. No, not even backpack <laughs> shit. Just like some like. Old... No, you thought it before. Oh, 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 you're like like some some fucking rapper's delight and some. <laughs> yeah, like rapper's delight or like some old friendly friendly kid shit. You know, like like what do you, like what do you listen to? Like a five year old was like hippie hop. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. But like, it, it doesn't like. Like it doesn't feel the, the 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 word, and I get it. I totally get the connotations. I'm not ignorant to it. I understand hip hop and the four pillars and graffiti and breakdancing and DJing, and I, I I'm 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 educated in this arena. Okay, I'm not speaking out of my ass, but I just don't think like I feel like when you say rock and roll, and then you hear, uh, fucking I don't know Queen, you're like yeah that fucking that's fucking rock and roll. That sounds like fucking rock and roll. But you say hip hop. And then I listen to like whoever Nas. I'm like, this doesn't sound like something called hip hop. Right. Okay. I, I don't feel like the word the matches the soft. music. Yeah, it's yeah. too soft. You're right. I think that that still goes down to um, it, it. That still goes down to like a perspective deal, like sure. how, like how Absolutely. you view like the, like through which you view the the term or the ideal of hip hop. Because you can't really. I think at, at 
I think in so many instances we do say, yeah, that sounds like some hip hop. Like, cause I know I know I'm guilty of it. I listen to if I listen to like some tribe called Quest, I say that sounds like some hip hop. This is some Gucci Mane, that ain't hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It might yeah. like it's me judging, right? But you you technically you don't sound hip hop. Hip hop, you know, you know, you know the term not like, hip hop is, you are. Right, You're a right. part of you, you know live what I'm saying? You do right. rap. Yeah, you live. Are. And I'll with. tell you. And, and that's the thing, and I'll tell you, for me, like, if, if somebody says, I listen to hip-hop, to me, that encompasses everything that's under that genre. Where if somebody, to me, says, oh, I, I listen to rap, I would assume it's on, like, some gangster-style stuff. Yeah! You know what I mean? Like, that's how I equate the two in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But hip-hop still encompasses, it's the whole umbrella. No, like, I rap know, is a I specific know. thing, you know? Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't like to get caught up in, in, the, in the labels of it. But I, I just, I think that with, with that music, I think that, like, I think it's possible... To, to, to branch if you're the tough guy it's possible to branch outside of the tough guy shit I just think you have to do it in a certain way like there's certain people that were able to do it like Pac was able to do it right Button tried it and people either decided they hated him for it or like me they went head over heels for him you know like and I listen to like other podcasts like I listen to uh, Drink Chance I listen to Vlad's Couch I listen to like I, I listen Taxstone and all that shit. Like I listen to other podcasts about about the, the subject, and I heard Taxstone on Drink Champs, and he was uh-huh. shitting on Joe Button, and it was funny. Um, now, what was he saying? What was he saying? I saw that. I saw that post, but I, I didn't check it out. What was he saying? He he said like uh like his button was on his podcast, and it went wrong, and Button left. It like it went south. You can find it on YouTube, like um. Taxon asked him about him beating that girl or whatever that that rumor was. Uh, yeah, he don't like talking about that. He shit. didn't want to talk about it, and then uh, <laughs> and then like Taxstone, you know, Taxstone's like a he's a certified guy, so he was like he was like just keep it, keep it fucking one hundred, and mm-hmm. Button was like, oh, here comes the jail talk. And then Taxstone was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you talking to? Who the fuck are you calling jail talk? And then like Button was just sitting there quiet, looking at him. And Taxstone is sitting there quiet looking at him. And it's awkward, dude. It's like three minutes long. And then, and then uh, Taxstone is like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> and, 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 um, and then Button's like, I think it's better I go. And he's like, yeah, I fucking think so. <laughs> um, See, he's, much, he's, he's, he's a professional. I would have flipped the table, dude. But then, <laughs> but then, but then, but then no, I think Taxstone would have probably handed him his ass. But, but then Taxstone went and uh, Button came up to him. Or they, they talked at some event. And and Taxon was talking about it, and he was like, uh, he was like, he was like, man, I don't know what happened. And he said, Button said he was befuddled by the whole conversation. And I don't even know what the fuck that means, befuddled. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, but he was like, he was like, all I know is Joe Button looked like a dude who would say the word befuddled. <laughs> so like, you know, it's like he now Button is kind of like, I, I'm not like, it's unfortunate because I think he's, I think he's insanely talented, and I would put. Um, uh, Black Cloud by Joe Button. Uh-huh. I would put that song against any song by any rapper in yeah. history. Yeah, and, like Button, and I, I, I with confidence. I, yeah, like he that's fucking nice. heart and soul on a record. Um, but people just dismiss him as being a joke because of shit like befuddled. You know what I mean? But like Pac did it. Like Pac could be vulnerable as fuck, and people would be like, "Dude, he's gangster." Do you think it's you because know? like? Two things. One, that dude came out of the gate having both those types of styles, and two, that guy kind of lived like a thug life. You know, I think kind of getting shot 
This may be yeah. Weird, but I think getting shot kind of up. up Pac was never up really. Pac was never bit. really that though. I mean, I, I never understood that whole thing. Anyways, you got shot. They don't really make you a thug. That makes you a victim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that makes you a victim of violence, dude. I think it gives, credi- it gives credibility to what that did. Credibility. I think it gives credibility to what he's talking about, you know? But maybe- I know some bitch motherfuckers that then got shot. I, and, and without <laughs> going too far into my past, I've been on the opposite side sending some of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that, uh, I mean, anybody can catch it any time. You know, I just, but I don't like, know, I, man. I think that it, I, like, I don't know, because Pac came out, you know, like when I think Pac, and I think about my introduction to Pac, I think, now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. Girlies used to frown, saying down when I come around, gasp me when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me. Like, you know, and, and then to hear all that, like, come with me, I'm like, I don't know. I so, think the cool but, thing about Pac that's accepted by everybody is that he is all of those things. He is one walking contradiction because no person, well, that's what I really liked about him. No that's why you like Nas too, I guess. Nah, cause Nas is. You know what? You know what? Okay, you got nice, nice, Bobby, nice. But your 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 time is coming because we're doing your stuff today. So yeah, I know, I know. Just remember that. Just remember that. Is it is it Black Girl Lost or Shorty Owe You for Ice? Is it Uchi Wally or is it One Mike? Hey, see, I, I know. Okay, it's good. That's good. It's, it's, your time is coming. Remember, we're thinking to your shit. <laughs> but nah, I, I like that. I like that about Pac. He wasn't afraid to just be whatever the fuck he was and not. And be non-apologetic. Like, hey, this is what I am. This is what I did. I know I fucked up, but I did it. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I, I'm cool with that. Do you guys think, like, if he were if he were just coming out today, do you think he would be that same way, or do you think, like, because rap and hip hop was still so new at that time that you were like, he was still like, you were it, nobody really knew exactly what it was. Like now, I think I, you, I think if he came out today, he would change the game. Like, yeah. I I think that he's one of those people that can do it. Like, if if you look at like like DMX did it, like DMX came out. In the the whole shiny suit, eighteen watches on your wrist era, right? And that dude came out with a dog chain and a tank top and a pair of sweatpants, and people yeah. were and, and barking on a record, and people were just like, "Thank God!" Like, yeah. and, and, and like, I don't see like I don't think that that would necessarily work today, like, because even I like I was I was like, "It's dark and hell is hot" is a fucking incredible record to me, but. When I sit there and think about it, I'm like, dude, I can't believe I can't believe that I, as a rational human being, used to love a guy that barked on a record. <laughs> you but know, it was, it's, the, it's the person. I, I it, think yeah, but it was it was also that it was so it was it was the opposite swing of that pendulum. It was so yeah. far to the other side, where right. everything was so polished and so marketed and so produced. And here was a guy that barked. And it was just right. like, I'll take and, it. Uh, give me that. Like a dog. that. He cried like a puppy on tracks and shit. Yeah, that too. You know, but it was just, it was just like, I, I think that, that that Pac, like if he were to come out, it would have a similar effect to how when DMX came out. Like, I think that most record executives during the Puffy era would have laughed you out of the room if you brought DMX yeah. into, the, into the office. You know? Yeah. Right. I think, I think many of the artists from that era because I think we had some of the greater, the greater artists in our era. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I think you. I think you put a lot of those guys in this time frame, and I think that it would be totally different. They would they would change things because right now you just got uh, you know you got you got mix of artists. You know what I'm saying? Like well, uh, send some water, mix in some sugar and some cream. And I think because they would, they didn't it, like now you you know how to market market it like now there's a formula like you oh we're gonna turn this guy into a into a fucking mc and we have a formula for how to do it 
And I think before yeah, you, you did it, you know what I mean? These are dudes yeah. that were like kind of figuring it out and paving the way, and you didn't know. Did you say mix in some cream? Uh, yeah. Was that, a, was that a light skin joke? Because <laughs> 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 you were just, you were just, where, where were you? Uh, let me find out you're a big Drake fan. Um, nah, but I think nah. that, you know I think that, like, like of our era, like, like those people still get referenced. Like, Big still is referenced. Pac still is referenced. Jay, Nas, like those guys yeah. are still referenced. The the question will be is in ten years will J Cole, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, will those guys be referenced the way that these guys are? Because I would say that that is the new era of the elite, or like those three. Well, and what's going to be interesting too, I was thinking about this is like. Um, hip-hop's kind of not... Like, you know, in rock and roll, you still have, like, Aerosmith and Rolling Stones still making music, but in hip-hop, you don't really have that. You don't have... I mean, sometimes you do, or you get those guys that'll come up when people are paying respect, but you it's don't have... It's a young have man's these, game. Yeah, yeah, and so it'll be interesting to see, like, now it's kind of at this point where you have all these dudes that can still come around. Right, Snoop is a good example. Not that he's old, but, I mean, he's not this generation's hip-hop, you know? No, but he can... Yeah, but he can still... He's, he is one of those guys that can still do it. Jay is one of those guys that can still do it. Nas. Um, let, let, me ask you, let me ask you guys this question. I, I, we, at some point, we got to get to Bobby's shit. Yeah, dude. for real. We're already <laughs> but, uh, 50 minutes but, uh, Let me ask you guys, guys this question. So, as, like, like just, as just, just said, it's, it's, it's common thought that, uh, you know, you look at rock and you got guys like, like the Rolling Stones and all that who's been around forever and they're still making music and they're not shunned because they're old. Whereas in, whereas in rap music, we'll just say rap music, right? Within, within, within rap music, it's like, it is that. It seems like it is that that whole era. Of, this is a young man's era, like it's the NBA or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I is that more? Good. Is, is that more of a perpetuated meme than a, than than reality? You know what I'm saying? Like I've always hated the idea of that, and I've always felt that it is that. Like you know, like it's like once you get old, you can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? But I, I've always hated that. I feel like that takes away from the culture, the seriousness of the it, music. It's, it absolutely I, does. Yeah, because now it's like, oh, is it, is it just a hustle? Like selling dope. Or, you know what I'm saying? Is it just and, that? You know, and I, I and, never liked that. And guys don't have a chance to fucking evolve and become something yeah. new. Like, if you look at, like, like I, I use this guy as a point of reference a lot because I think his career is, is somewhat, like, unparalleled. But if you look at Bowie and you look at the at yeah. the changes and the places that he was able to explore by the amount of material he was able to put out and be celebrated for, yeah, like, you don't have that same window with with rap, and and I also feel like it, it is harder to explore areas in rap because if you go too left or too right, people will dismiss it. Right. You know, it still needs to be grounded, which is unfortunate because, like, you know, a guy like Andre Three Thousand goes, you know, who's probably one of the best rappers to ever do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he goes, like he he just comes out wearing no shirt and a turban, and people start looking at him sideways, even though the lyrics are still, you know, street. Yeah. I think yeah. hip hop is still a very stay in your lane type of thing. You Absolutely, know what I, mean? I, I I agree, but I, I do think there are people that are able to do it. But it's it's got to be gradual, man. It can't be extreme. You, like people have to like walk with you on that journey. You know, like right. you can't just come right out. Like if if he went from Southern playlistic Cadillac music, all that shit. If he went from that Andre to the very next album being like the Hey ya uh, that shit, like people would have fucking wrote him off. <laughs> But like he didn't, his lyrics and content stayed the same, but his look changed. And then, and then, in the third album, both things started changing. And then by the fourth album, it was a different dude. Well, and if you look too, like you know, out of like of all the tracks and stuff like that, he would still have one song that was weird, and then the next album he had two that was weird, and so it slowly just crept in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
All right, Bob, what else are you listening to this week? That's it. That's it for me. That's it for Some me. Slaughterhouse. Some hey, let me, let me touch back on that Ebro thing. I got to go back on it. Uh, Buttons, is, Buttons was correct. Yeah, he is better. Buttons is correct to have walked out because Ebro, Ebro is a major. He's a major player within the industry, dude. Like, yeah. not, not just his size or his height, whatever. Because it's not like he's like stacked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's some big muscle dude. Like, he's fucking right. uh, Kimbo Slice or something. But no. he, as far as his like, his, as far as the industry goes, like he is like a top dog, man. That fucking uh, what's that shit that that, that constitutes the Summer Jam or Summer Smash, or whatever that fuck that shit is. The Hot ninety sevens. Yeah, whatever the fuck that shit is. That's Summer Jam. Yeah, that, that that dude is pretty huge. So I guess it, it would have been a it would have been a bad move for his career to fucking throw hands at him. So, yeah, it, it might have been a bad move for his life too. I, I think he probably. Oh yeah, yeah, because because Ebro's also got some uh, some deep runs. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some deep runs. So yeah. Yeah, but, um, like yeah, the, that's that's all. Uh, like they were huh? talking. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna dish it up, but there's there's some interesting stuff on that same podcast when uh, Charlemagne talks about the first time that he met him, and mm-hmm. you know, just an interesting interaction. You know, involving the yeah, individual. Ebro clowns them cats all the time because they got that little beef going back and forth with the two stations and shit. Yeah, but they're like Taxstone, like ta- like Taxstone's podcast is underneath. Like a Charlemagne helped get that shit started. Oh, did he? I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're cool. Like that's okay, they're okay. they're cool, but you know they just it's like a whatever. Um, for my music bit, like history, I can say like with great confidence that my first love was Thriller. Like, hands fucking down. Like, I, I remember where I was the first time I heard it. I, I Like, I used to go to my mom's on the weekends, and I was at my dad's Monday through Friday. And, like, I saw his 25th anniversary uh, Motown performance with, with uh, when he did Billie Jean for the first time. That's when he did the moonwalk for the first time, too. Yep. Yeah. And he came out with yeah. the glow for the first time. Yeah. It, was, it was really, like, the, it, it was really the <laughs> premiere of Michael Jackson. Like, yeah. I, I mean, off the wall, I'm not taking anything away from it. But for me, that dude became that dude with Thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I always because before then he was always wearing like the disco suits and shit. And like I always in my head, and I I I don't know what the story was, and I don't want to know, but I just imagine him in that back room uh, before he goes out to perform, and they bring the disco suits in. And they're like, "Here you go, Mike." And then he looks over at like these loafers and uh, that little sparkly jacket and the glove and the hat. <laughs> And goes, no, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wear this tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, how it, that's how it went down in my head, and that's what I'm sticking to. What if he was like, they brought it, like, hey, Mike, we got to suit there for you. And he's like, hold on. <laughs> Pass me those loafers in that glove. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with this. You can get that. You can get Pass me the glove. Let sparkly one. The sparkly one. <laughs> um, but, like, I remember coming home to my dad. Because my mom wasn't gonna give me anything, so I remember coming home to my dad and be like, "Look, I need this record. Like, I don't know, it's it's I don't know who it is. It's this guy, and he he dances like he's gliding on air, and he's singing a song about a girl. And and you know, my dad's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, my dad is at the time he's like forty three, so like he stopped listening to music like after Johnny B. Good stopped being hot, and like." <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he has no fucking idea what I'm talking about. So he calls my mom. It's like one of the few times I ever spoke, like, like cordially that I can remember. And he's trying to ascertain information. He finally gets it. He buys me Thriller, and I listen to that shit one like nonstop. It's an awesome album, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then like uh like other stuff that I would listen to before I like I got out in the world was 
mainly like movie soundtrack stuff. Like I, I got into Prince because I had like the '89 Batman soundtrack, and uh, I saw Purple Rain on TV and shit like that. So like I got into Prince that way, and uh, I had the '86 Transformers uh, uh, soundtrack on tape. Um, so I listened to like a lot of rock through that, and then I started getting out, hanging out in the neighborhood. Now, I also had older stepbrothers that were at my mom's house, and they used to drill me on music, like on Run DMC, and uh, and then as, as time went on, LL Cool J and Beastie Boys and um, Cool G Rap and EPMD and uh, I don't know, I don't know, like every fucking thing, but those were like the big ones. Um, to a point where like they would have friends over, and like I would have to be Run, and they would be DMC, and we would recite a verse and like if I fucked it up they'd like fuck me up in front of their friends you know what I mean like, um, and then I got out into my neighborhood like just kind of hanging out and my neighborhood most of the people in my neighborhood were, were black like the kids and they all listened to rap and like they came out and uh, they were hanging out in front of my my, my my like little stoop and they were talking and I was just listening to them and they were like uh they said something like, like, why is this kid looking at us or something? And they were like, and one of the kids was like, he's not down. And then somebody else said, he, he, uh, somebody else said, give him a shot. And this kid, I'll never forget it, said, uh, two tears in a bucket. And I knew it because my older <laughs> brothers had the Ice Cube record. So I was like, mother, mother, fuck it. Get on the floor. Like, I just like went, went on with it. And they, and they were like, holy shit. And, um... So, so then, like, I started hanging out with those guys. And they, like, you know, they, like, kept feeding, you know, like, my, my, my interest in it. So like I got into Rakim, I got into Big Daddy Kane, I got into uh NWA, like a lot of the can I, stuff. Can I say something right quick, man? Yeah, that yeah, story yeah. that story in this about do you remember what about what year that was or what year frame I, that I, was? I can say I was probably like between I was probably I was probably around ten years old. It was probably nineteen ninety. Okay, so yeah, that's that's exact that's perfect. The kids nowadays and after us will never get to experience or have stories like that, dude. Yeah. That's that's like Perfect. I'm sorry. That shit's awesome. No, no. I mean, like, uh, but that's how it was. And like, I remember coming outside uh, with just headphones on. Like, that was another thing. Is like, I had a Walkman on me at all times. Yeah. Like, I, I you. It was very rare that you would find me without my headphones. It was extremely rare. So like, um, like I would come outside and I would bang on like a uh, drum. Like we had like right in front of my house where the, the neighbor, like one of the neighborhood trash areas were. So it was like all the trash cans were set up like closely in front of my house. And I would bang on all the trash cans with these drumsticks. And, like, I would come out and I would be listening to, like, uh, Big Daddy Kane's Stuff Respect Do and stuff like that and, and trying to keep up with the drums. Or, like, uh, even towards the end of Rakim's run with, like, Know the Ledge and all that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. but I just mentioned two songs off the Juice soundtrack. So maybe it was the fucking Juice soundtrack <laughs> I had. But, um, you know, all that stuff. And then uh, I think, like, the last bit of, like, hip-hop that I got into heavy was naughty by nature like i loved right. um uptown anthem and i loved everything yeah, uptown anthem, right. shit, dude. especially I mean, I wasn't a big naughty by nature fan but i love uptown anthem dude yeah fucking uptown anthem was incredible but everything's gonna be all right was a song that, that spoke to me because my my life was hell like yeah. my I, I, my mother's house was a very abusive relationship like household environment both physically emotionally mentally that like Everything's gonna be all right was like exactly what the fuck I needed. Um, 
but I, I, that was the last bit I, I got heavy into. And then like the, the West Coast started exploding with um, the chronic and then doggy style and all that. And I, I liked all that stuff, but it never resonated with me the way that like Rockham and Big Daddy Kane and LL Cool J. And um, I think LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out is probably the first rap tape that I bought on my own. And I remember, like, uh, I, I got a few stories from my childhood and stuff like this. But, like, I used to work because my dad refused to buy anything that had the sticker on it. Right. So I used to work, like, doing odd jobs, whatever, whether it be chores or whether it be raking a neighbor's leaves or whatever it was in order to get a little bit of money that I would stash away to buy another album. And I bought um, – like all the parental advisory music that I wanted doing stuff uh-huh. like that. Uh, like Slick Rick was like, I was a big Slick Rick fan yeah. and like I bought Slick Rick's first and second record from doing chores around the neighborhood. Um, but I had the Ice Cube record where he had a uh, uh, gangster's fairy tale or whatever it was on there. And I took it to school and it was indoor recess and it was playing uh like I was playing it like in this, one of those little brown, tape players where you could plug multiple headphone jacks in (laughs) and like i was playing it for all the kids it was indoor recess and like the the like like, um humpty dumpty sat on a wall smoking a joint drinking an eight ball whatever three little pigs got jealous because humpty was a traitor pulled out the uzi (laughs) cruise by and sprayed him like 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 we're all like laughing our asses off and a teacher came over and was like what are you listening to and i like hit stop quick as fuck and i was like nothing 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 and she was Uh, like let me listen and she took the headphones and she put them on and then she was like, she just had this look in her eye of like just total disgust. <laughs> she take, she take the tape? She took the tape. She called uh-huh. my dad. My dad came to school and broke the tape in front of me. Like I remember like the, uh, the, tape, like the tape guts spilling out onto the, the floor. The ribbon just going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but around 92... I started kind of getting out of rap and I started getting into rock because I, I, I just wasn't really into um, a lot of that West Coast stuff. Like, I, I thought it was fine. Like, I listened to Dre Day. I listened to, uh, and I loved Real Motherfucking G's. Like, I loved Easy's response to it. Um, but it just it just wasn't for me. It was too laid back for my, my taste. I, so I was like, going to say, the beat for that song, too, is still one that, like, to this day would get me hyped. Do, Dre Day? Do, do, no, the Real Motherfucking G's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I never, I never liked all those West Coast beats, dude. Like, I just, I, I feel like it was more of a peer shit, pressure thing. Like, like, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was all good. Now, and I did have some favorites, but I always felt like, you know what? I like this because I'm expected to like this because it's hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, that real motherfucking G's. I think, like for me, I, like I felt that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, like, I would get super frustrated when people would tell me how great of a rapper Dr. Dre was. And not know. He wasn't writing, like. It, well, yeah, but you know, when you're at that age, you don't even really like. You're talking about 12 years old, you know, like. And I used to be like, how can you think this guy is good when you can listen to Cool G rap? Like, yeah, I could never understand that. Yeah. And. But whatever. So I, I listened to it still, but I was never heavy into it. Like, and it just kept getting like I'm not gonna say worse, but. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was Dr. Dre, and then it was Snoop Dogg, and then it was a Dog Pound, and Nate Dogg, and Warren G, and fucking Domino, 
and fucking. Oh, like, that was the bottom of the tool. At that point, I had checked out. You know what I mean? Like it was all that shit, and like, like, and I listened to it all, and I was like, it's it's cool, but it just didn't grab me. So I started listening to a lot of rock at that point, and like, you know, I got heavy into Nirvana and Nine Inch Nails specifically, like those two mainly. Um, and that that was probably like in Metallica. I got into Metallica at the same time because the Black album was hitting around that time. Right. It was like ninety three, ninety four. And when I, I listened to that, I, I loved uh, Wherever I May Roam. And when I got into them, that was when the Black Album had first come out. It's hard to talk about people that like Metallica now. But I got into the Black Album, and then I went back, and I, I got their catalog of shit, which was like Kill 'Em All yeah. and Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning and One, or Justice for All. Justice for All, yeah. Um. And like, like to have those records as a catalog to dig into, it's a very special thing. Like when you're, you get to listen to all those for the first time, like at once. Um, but then, I, like, I didn't really like anything Metallica ever did after the Black Album. Yeah. No, no respectable Metallica fan did. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're right, <all> right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but I got into all that shit heavy, especially like Downward Spiral, which was like. Uh, a life-changing event for me. Uh, like, I'll, I'll never forget. Like, uh, So all the black guys that live in my neighborhood, they were always a couple years older than me. So around this time, I'm like 13 or whatever. They're probably like 16. So they knew guys that were 18 to 21, they could get liquor. So I started drinking probably when I was 13 years old. And every time I got a new album, I would get, uh, I would get my grandma to buy me a pizza, and I would get... Uh, like a, a fifth of something or a beer or yeah, or whatever. And I would sit in my basement and I would drink and I would listen. And I remember listening to downward spiral for the, like a few times that night, eating pizza, getting drunk. And like, I just remember at a certain point, like it clicking for me that it was like, it was all one story and it fucked me up. Like the only thing I can compare it to is probably how people felt when they were listening to like pink Floyd you know, in that time, right. like it right. fucked me up. And then I, and then I just became like a boss of the wall, uh, nine inch nails fan because I loved, uh, wish by nine inch nails. It's probably my favorite nine inch nails song. Like, um, who's the one I want to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. And, man, uh, you gotta understand when you say that to a nine inch nails fan, we kind of roll our eyes at you. Uh, I just gotta, <laughs> say, like, I, I like, I like Trent Rizzo. So, Whatever he was putting out, I it's liked like, it. I it's just, like saying, I, I love LL Cool J. That song, Hey Lover, it's huge. <laughs> I, I just got, I, mean, I can understand what I like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, like, I wasn't like submerged into that mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I'm saying? I just like what I like from certain people. And yeah, I, I like Trent Reznor. Closer was on yeah. Downward Spiral. So like, in Nine Inch Nails for me, like I never, I avoided only because I was so hardcore into like metal and I was like, what the f-? I, I didn't appreciate it until way later and didn't realize until way later like how wrong I was. Yeah, you know, like that dude. Like that's probably the artist that I relate most to. Like uh, in terms of his content, like where I'm like, man, I feel the exact same way. Like there's other things like by other artists that I relate to, but not in the same in the same way. Like I I, I relate to Button a lot. I relate to there's elements of Jay that I relate to a lot, a lot to, and and so on and so forth. But like I never lived in the projects. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know what that's like. Like I was, I lived in poverty, but not in that environment. It's a different type of poverty. Um, 
but with the fuck Trent was talking about, like I knew it. That that like constant dissatisfying feeling about the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that's how I felt, where everything fucking seemed to fail you from your the, the woman who birthed you on. And it spoke to me. But then fucking 93 happened and it changed me forever. And that was Onyx. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Black Moon, yep. Nas, and Big. And I was never the same. Like, I jumped into rap with both feet. Like, I, I needed... It, it was like it was it was the it was the break that I needed. Like I needed that shit, and I needed more of it as soon as possible. And like, did you, did you totally cut away from the rock shit, or did you just kind of slow down? No, no, I didn't cut away from it, but I, I didn't I didn't investigate it any further. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like if people ask me like, what do you listen to? I'd be like, rap and Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> okay. Um. And I was probably that way with rap from '93 until probably '97. Um, and it, it, it's hard to describe that era to people that didn't live in it, man. But it, it's almost like everything that came out was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I gotta. I, I mean, I will say no too. There was a lot of bullshit in there, but that's when all the the stuff that shaped hip hop today. That's when all that stuff came out. Yeah, you like know what I mean. I remember, like it was just like 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 I don't mention these people when I mention that era. I mentioned the big ones for me, which were the five I mentioned, but. Um, I mean, for that year. But I mean, in the next couple of years, the shit that kept coming out, like Mob Deep and J. Rue the Damager and you know, uh, Gangstar kept doing what they were doing and O.C. and Fat Joe. And, I was like, a poor Righteous Teachers fan. It was a lot of stuff, man. It was, just, yeah. it was so much stuff. stuff. Yeah, it was Everything so that much came stuff. out was like, 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 like just said, there was some bullshit in there, but like the overwhelming majority of it was so good. Well, and everybody, even the bullshit people, like, had a dope song. Like, everybody yeah, had at yeah. least one dope album, that, uh, one dope song. You're like, man, this is fucking amazing. I ain't gonna lie. I fucking love Boss. And I know I knew, she, I knew she was full of shit. Yeah, I know yeah, she yeah. wasn't hardcore. But I, I it's because she was hot. I love fucking Boss, though. It yeah, wasn't yeah. no... She was on Def I think, at the... I don't know who the fuck she was on. I don't know that I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like and I, like it was also the era of like listening to college radio. Like every every town had that one college radio station. Like on Saturday nights from midnight to four a.m. that would play real shit because like yeah. because you couldn't listen to rap on the radio. It wasn't right. on there. Exactly. And you so uh, wanted to hit a hot yeah. If you wanted, for us, had to tune in. College, you know? Yeah, yep. like, like you could listen, you could watch Rap City and. From four to six, or whenever it came on, it was like four to six or four thirty to six thirty. It was like that was like church for me. Like I would go into my room and watch Rap City for two hours with the VCR on pause and record. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just yeah. wait to get my favorite jams off of it. And like it was so fucking addictive. And, and it was also that lack of accessibility to it. Because you yeah, had to make shit to sweeter. come out. Yeah. You couldn't just download it. You couldn't just run. You know, you had to wait to get your hands on it. Like, I had a little hand recorder that, like, journalists would have. And I put it up next to the TV and recorded Bring the Pain on it. Just so I could listen to it until it came out. Let me ask you guys this question. Did you guys, like, because you, you, you mentioned college radio. 
did you guys um used to like sit up for those college radio sessions for those, those shows and like record them like when you're on your little tape player or whatever the case is like I, I had to i had to i still have all my tapes because there's stuff on those tapes that i can't get either it was especially some underground stuff where they just they never i don't know if i can get it but i can't find shit anymore so i still have a yeah. two boxes full of tapes in my closet I don't have any of that shit. I think the first time I heard Eminem was on Cos Radio. I think it was that um that Bad Meets Evil song. The yeah. one he did. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that. that, that I think it was Bad Meets Evil. It was the early, the very early version. I think it was the first song. And after that, they played it the first time. I remember them playing it, and it was like they were saying, "Oh, we got this. We don't really know." I can't remember who the DJ was. Whatever. He's like, "I don't really know much about it. We're gonna give it a run because." It seemed to be getting the buzz or whatever the word was at the time, and they played that shit, and I was so fucking floored by the way he went back and forth. It was some other cat. Was, was it Royce the Five Nine or was it some other yeah, somebody else outside? It was Royce. Man, that fucking that shit floored. I don't mean, you can go ahead, bro. I mean, cut, cut no, 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 Royce. I mean, I, I, I can talk about Royce all day. I love that dude, but um, yeah, I, like I remember, like I don't know, like that Wu Tang, like Wu Tang, for instance, like that fucking symbol carried so much weight to me. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it did. If it had that, that fucking symbol dude. on it, I was fucking in. Yep, yeah, me too. Like, I was you got the killer bees and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. fuck, kill, I would walk in and be like, fucking Ezekiel the Alpha Apostle, fucking Wu Tang <laughs> symbol on it. It's coming home. Bye. Yeah, like, Bye. I was in. You know, like, like th- that shit carries so much weight. And then I remember, like. I really started analyzing it, and that's when I started to kind of appreciate Nas and Big, and also like uh, Boot Camp, because I was a huge Boot Camp fan, and like I was also like I would I would buy shit like from the little inserts they'd have like you can buy a sweatshirt or whatever, and I would buy the shit that nobody else would buy. So like I had like a duck down sweatshirt, you know, I had like a a, a only built for Cuban Links T shirt. <laughs> Like, I had shit that nobody else had because I would fucking clip off that little thing and send in money and get my fucking merchandise. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I'm trying to think, like, when Help the Skelter came out. Oh, don't even talk about it, dog. Help the Skelter. <laughs> like, I bought that bitch on tape and CD. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I bought it the day it came out. I bought it on tape and CD. It was actually also the first time that my wife and I uh, got together, like met for the first time, like outside of like school. Um, we met at the mall and I was like, before we do anything, I've got to buy something. And I ran to Sam Goody and I got the tape and CD of Nocturnal. And, um, she, she's all like, I, I, I think I love you. Oh, wait. She's like, I think I love you. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on right there. I got to run inside of turtles. <laughs> what's funny is I was hanging out with a guy who was a friend of mine. He died in 2010. His name is Brutus. And, uh-huh. Him and I were at the mall together, and I I bought the Nocturnal. She was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "It's Helter Skelter. It's Nocturnal. It's." You know, I was like, "You're not gonna know about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and um, there was on the back of the album, it was uh, owl's face, and like they were in the the reflection of the pupils of the eyes of the owl. And yeah. I told her, like, I made some joke that she looked like this owl, and she smacked me like in the mall. <laughs> And I was ready to write her off, like I, like I was, like I was, like, you know, like I, as you can imagine, I had issues with women putting their hands on me. Yeah, I can and, feel that. And I was ready to write her off. And actually, my my buddy Brutus was like, 
like it's grade school shit. It just means she likes you. Like you know, like that that conversation took place, and then you know we were ended up we're married with two two and three quarter kids now. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like uh, like that, and and like Raekwon's purple tape, like that was a game changer for me. Uh, I remember listening to that. Like I bought it, and actually I I got the single for Criminology and Glaciers of Ice in South Carolina, and my Walkman broke or something. And I was in, I was in my dad's car and Adam was with me and I was fiending cause I hadn't heard it yet. That was another thing is like singles would come out and there'd be no merchant, like no promotion for it beforehand. Do you remember that shit? Yeah. Right? yeah you would just see it. <laughs> yeah. You just see it. I want to say that too, just for anybody that's young, that's listening. Like you guys don't realize how lucky you have it, that you can go on iTunes, look mm-hmm. at a song, hear parts of it. Like you just had to find it and then hope to God it was good when you paid 22 bucks for a fucking CD. Or, or you have to hear from your, your, your friends and oh, shit right. like that or just, you know what I mean? Whereas these kids now, they can go and just sample it. Just, but even like, yeah, you know, you'd hear the single on the radio and you wouldn't really know about the whole album until it dropped and you'd be like, oh, I hope the whole album's just as good and it's where, not just yeah. a single. Where I was at, I mean, that shit wasn't on the radio. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. on the radio. Same. It wasn't. Um, I, like I, I could, I could tell you, like the, the 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 quote unquote real records that they played were very slim. Like, um, Method Man's Mary J. Blige, All I Need, right. got played. Singer on it with yep. a singer on. It. Uh, uh, yeah, recognized that's... by Smith and Wesson got played a lot. Um, well, y'all were lucky. We didn't get any of that shit on the radio. And then, uh, like, I, you would settle for shit. Like, Jodeci's freaking you with Raekwon and, and Ghostface on it. You'd be like, good it's enough. <laughs> that's, the only way, that's the only way you would get it, in, 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 at least in Atlanta, in Georgia. The only way you would get it was, of course, um, college radio. And if there was, like, it was like a, a, a song with a singer and the rapper had a verse. And, or, or the rapper kicked the chorus. That was it, dude. Until we got our... Um, Hip hop station, um, sometime I think that was like later in the nineties or some shit, and that was really just on a real to real play. Like it was like a, like those tapes where they just play them all day. It's not really like a, a DJ or anything like that. Yeah. So like I think I loved I loved like like I really like hip hop was the only music that I really listened to and and until the early nineties, and then I got into rock. But then Wu Tang was probably the first rap group that I really fell in love with, and I think that that like family vibe that Wu-Tang had was a big allure for me. Like, not having a family as a kid. Right. Yeah. That, that 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 became, like, a big allure for me, and it kind of stuck through it. So, like, boot camp became alluring to me because it was another family. And, you know, so on and so forth. But I also, I started hanging out with a, a buddy of mine, uh, Mario, and he passed in 2010 as well. Um, but he was a rapper. Like, he, he, he was a rapper. And, like a local rapper and he made beats. He had an ASR and like, I used to go to his house. Like I met him. I was dating a girl who lived next door. I was dating a girl whose best friend lived next door to him. And I started going over there and it's a long story, but I initially I went over there to fight him, but <laughs> I, you know what? That story's worth telling. Fuck it. So, so yeah. So, all right. So, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, her name was Elizabeth. Uh, I still think about her every once in a while because I think that our breakup was hard for her, and I'm not quite sure how her life turned out. But <laughs> that was her name, and she was best friends with this girl named Kathy. Kathy lived next to Mario, whose little brother was Brutus. Now, a good friend of mine, 
in the neighborhood, this guy Anthony, black dude, uh, you know, a couple years older than me, he was part of that group. He was trying to get with Kathy, so he was hanging out over there. And he came back and told us, like, there's this dude, Mario, and he's giving me a hard time and, you know, all this shit. He's talking shit, da-da-da-da. So the other guys in the neighborhood, it was uh, this guy, Kalik, myself, TJ, Kevin, and Anthony jumped in TJ's truck, which looked like the shit from Sanford and Son, and (laughs) drove over to Mario's house and, like, had, like, the full intent of sending this dude straight to the moon. And, like, we knocked on the door, and Mario answered the door and was like, what's up? And, and the dude, TJ, was like, um, did, you call, did you call our boy Tony a bitch? And, and you know, we're kids. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that's some kid shit. But, but, uh, but he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is a bitch. But I've just made some Kool-Aid. <laughs> he, was like, look. he was like, look, but I just made some Kool-Aid. So come on in and get some Kool-Aid. We'll talk about it. <laughs> gotta respect that <laughs> yeah we didn't know this dude from anything do you know what I mean so here yeah. we are now five of us going up in the stranger's house sitting down at a kitchen table and having a nice cold glass of Kool-Aid while he explains to us why the dude kind of is a bitch some balls on that guy yeah, I got yeah. Just yeah. Up. He, he was an interesting dude uh, I, and I, like, I, I fucking missed the fuck out of him but uh, we were very good friends but he rapped and, I, oh, and then like him and I became very cool and I, I started hanging out over there all the time. Now, he was old as fuck. Like, I was, like, 15 years old. He was, like, 22. So, like, I started hanging around him and his group of friends. They're, like, way older. You know, like, I'm introduced to a lot more shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and they're making music. But it was, like, a cool place to go because you could just go there and make music and talk about music and be around music. And... And then, like, it turned out he was, like, a big Star Wars fan. He liked comics. Like, it, it was just, like, we just hit it. We just hit it right the fuck off. Do you know what I mean? He had never, actually, I remember he had never seen the 86 Transformers movie. And I brought it over on VHS. And, like, it, like I got to see the Transformers 86 movie blow his mind at, like, 24. Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. You know, because he, he never knew Prime died. Like, he watched G1, like, season one. But then by the time that shit was over, he was, like, starting to chase girls. Right. Yeah. Um. So he got to, I got to see him see Prime die for the first time and you know it was crazy. Um but like we we started like 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 hanging out and and he had like a group of rappers that he worked with and like I got to watch beats being made and people rapping and like we would go to the studio and hang out at the studio and make music. Let me let me ask you right quick so is that is that cuz uh, for those who don't know Bobby's been known to uh make a hit. <laughs> I don't know if I make a hit my my my, my iTunes account says differently. <laughs> but no, you, you 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 uh you compose some stuff. You put you put together some. You produce, sir. So yeah. is that what you picked it up at or what? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I I and I I I started rapping too. To be honest, like mm-hmm. you know, because I was around it so much, you know, yeah. and and I, I had it. I liked the idea of it. Um, and I, I I'll never forget though, because we were fucking with Mario at first, because because like you know we still weren't totally cool. But he had a, a record company, like an independent record company that he started called like Toys Records or something. It was like T-O-Y-Z. And I was over there with Anthony Adams one time. And Anthony Adams, like, so he's like, what the fuck is Toys? And uh, Mario was like, that's my record company. And Anthony started laughing. Anthony's a funny motherfucker. But he started laughing. And he picked up these two empty beer bottles that were on the table. And he started clanging them together. And he was like, toys, come out and play. <laughs> Mario got mad as fuck. <laughs> um, 
but like that was like like I, I used to go over there every day, like every day, every night, and just be around music, talk about music. And I, I'm I, like looking back on it, like I was exposed to an awful lot of things. Like he had older women come over all the time, like in their twenties. Oh, nice. I'm a young, I'm a young, I'm a young lad. Do you know what I mean? And he would, and then like he would just be sitting there in his basement, and he'd be like, "All right, let's play strip club." And he would just start throwing money, and they would start taking their clothes off. And I'm 16 years old. Um, and like, but I was exposed to a lot of a lot of stuff. But my friends outside of that were even more on the edge. And I really think that had I not, let me put it like this way: my best friend at the time that wasn't affiliated with Mario was a guy named Jason, and his street name was ECD. Earl Cadillac Dubsack. And uh, I gotta uh, love that. Yep. Yeah. And he uh to put it in perspective, uh he was locked up on a murder charge, got out, beat the charge, and then was shot and killed. Wow. You know what I mean? I never I never got involved in any of that and I, I really attribute it to being in Mario's house. And like, yeah, I did a lot of underage drinking. I did a fair amount of underage smoking. Um, or illegal smoking. Um, and I was exposed to some things that I, like, I wouldn't want my kids to expose to at that age, but I was fucking safe. Right. Um, and that's not to say I didn't get it. We didn't get in fights and all that other kind of stuff. Cause that stuff happened, but it was nothing outside the, the realm of just being Rome. Rome. It, it was nothing outside the realm of just being a kid, you know? Yeah. Um, but he loved that West coast shit and he actually knew shock G um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like we would argue all the time, and then he would get like he would get Shock G on the phone, and then like, like when I would argue with him that like Wu Tang are better rappers than Snoop, and then he would get like a professional rapper on the phone to tell me I'm an idiot. You know, like it, it just, there's nothing you can say, even though, even though, like in my head, I want to be like, man, nobody fucking cares about Humpty anymore, man. But like, <laughs> but like when he's on the phone, you just shut the fuck up and take it, you know? Right. Um. But like so, so we used to argue all the time, and and we made music a lot, and and then I like my music taste evolved. Like when I got into Jay, like that's when that's when what music, what rap is to me really changed. And I'll never forget, like I was painting, and I had reasonable doubt on. I bought it because of the hype, because uh, I wasn't crazy about Dead Presidents, which makes me think I might have been crazy anyway. Dead but nice, uh, yeah, like yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh. And I was listening to uh, Reasonable Doubt, and that fucking line, like, I remember painting, and that line where he was talking about some fucking drug dealer that was, like, a rival drug dealer of his, and the guy was slipping and got murdered or whatever. And Jay said, I walked past his casket feeling sarcastic, like, look at you, you're still sleeping, you poor bastard. And I put my paintbrush down and just looked at my stereo. (laughs) And I started the album, I started. I started the album over from the beginning and like was like, okay, now I'm really going to listen. You right, right. Dude, I mean, I love when stuff like that happens. Like, you hear it and you're like, wait a minute. Like, okay, I, yeah. like you just kind of let it, you, you, you're playing it and you kind of just pass it off as just being what it is. And then you hear something and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I got to go back and listen to this whole thing. Like, really pay attention yeah. to everything. Yeah. Dude, I love those moments. So, like, that was when, that was when, that was when it changed. And then, like, I, I became like a big J fan. And then that's what carried like, and then I like like the trifecta of the late '90s, like early 2000s, which was Jay, Ja, and DMX. And and then I got into Rockefeller when like all that, because like I, that was that family feel again, and I hadn't had that family feel since boot camp probably. 
and uh, like fucking. So you're big on that. You're mostly tied to that to your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely. Um, you know, but but Beanie Siegel and and I, like I wasn't. I, I I'm not a big fan of. I, I don't think Bleak is a great rapper, but I always liked his music. So He's I didn't. Not a great rapper at all, sir. But but there's a lot of Bleak records that I would put that I would put in before a lot of quote unquote nice rappers. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. because I like the song better. Um, but I, I love Siegel. Like, like Siegel, and I think because of the Philly thing, like yeah. Siegel reminded me of guys I knew. Like, it, it seemed more familiar to me than a New Yorker. Yeah, Siegel was grimy, dog. I, I love Siegel, dude. Beans was grimy. I mean, like, you just look at him. Like, like when, I remember when I picked that first that first one he put out, and I, and I just look at the, you look at him, and you're like, yeah, this, this yeah. guy. Like when I when I heard the truth for the first time, I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's classic. That's yeah. a classic. I, I was like, "I know this guy." Like, I don't know this guy, but I know a thousand guys just like him. Um, but also at that time, so I got involved in this group. Uh, it was like it was called like the Maryland Hip Hop Alliance. It was like a Baltimore-based group, and they did like a lot of charity stuff and a lot of that, which I wasn't really into at, at the time. Um. But I made a name for myself really quick because I, I was I was so outspoken about my kind of views and opinions on what, what we should be doing, and it, it started to evolve. And we started like throwing club parties and, and opening up venues for local talent and all that kind of stuff. And it was uh, I got to meet a lot of local rappers and work with a lot of local rappers and and be involved in the in the music industry. Not really the music industry, but like in the in the music scene, I guess is a more appropriate term. But like. You know, by the end of it, we were booking, you know, uh, Killer Priest, Genius, Slick Rick, uh, Planet Asia, a lot of, like, the people that you guys listen to, like, Sage Francis, and, um, uh, you know, like, probably a thousand other people, I can't even remember their names, uh, Atmosphere. Right. Um, well, now, were you booking just at one, ve- were you booking them at whatever venues you could get, or do you had one specific venue? Uh, at whatever venues we could get, but, but we started, you know, like, because at first when we started, Baltimore only had one place that, that did local talent. It was called the Five Seasons. And it was on Charles Street. And it was it was fine. It was like more like an open night mic, though. Like an open mic night kind of thing. And then when, when I got involved with the circuit and we started opening up venues, like, you know, within the course of three years, there was probably like 10 to 15 different venues that we had opened up to the music. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and we were in local talent, and we were paying local talent. Like, you know, off, it wasn't much, but it was something where other people weren't paying them at all. Create, you helped create a music scene in your area. That's, that's major, though. Yeah, yeah for real. Major. Yeah, and, and it was cool. And, and uh, I was living a little recklessly uh, because I was so involved in the scene and everything was going so well that I, I didn't think about the consequences of all of my actions at the time. Right. Uh, and that eventually caught up to us. Uh, and and then you know, and then it kind of removed me from the scene, and then my life went down a, a different path. But th- that was like uh, I was still heavy into making music at the time, also, and uh-huh. and uh, I worked with a couple guys, and you know, and, and you know, was uh, played a part in some pretty like I wouldn't say necessarily big local records, but significant local records, uh-huh. and. Uh, the last, like, all right, so that's pretty much it. And then, like, after, like, when Rockefeller split up, that was pretty much when I lost my passion for, for rap music. Wow. 
Yeah, like I still you were all in. You were fucking all in. <laughs> yeah, like like, and it's because like that that family that family feel. I, I don't feel like I still to this day don't feel like they've ever captured it again. Like I can't think of another family that feels like how that felt. Um, where like you had five or six artists signed to one label. I mean, like I was in for all that shit, like Young Guns and Skino and Sparks, and give me give me all this shit. Like if, if people that had shit. that, I hated all that shit. Man, <laughs> dude, Young Guns. To this day, uh, oh, I am trash, dude. <laughs> you, know, you think Young Guns were trash? Young Guns was trash. Oh Man, but God. no, but that's my opinion, though. Yeah, no. Right. I have, many of my friends loved them. Many of my friends, like, I couldn't. It's just I'll, certain shit. I don't know. But go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to sidetrack. I don't want to sidetrack. I want to talk about the one, the one Young Guns song in particular, and uh, I can't even remember the name of it at the moment, but like, uh, like Chris. So Young Guns was two guys, right? Neef and Chris. And Chris was getting more publicity than Neef. And as a result, it kind of put a wedge between the two of them. So Chris put out a mixtape, and on the mixtape he had a song. It was called Tough Love was the name of the song. And it was him rapping to Neef about, like, why the fuck aren't you here? Like, I'm sitting down at deals in New York City with fucking Jay-Z in the room and you're not fucking here. Like, what the hell are you... Why are you fucking this up for everybody? Mm. And then when they put their record out, they put that song on it, and Neef had a verse on it as well, like, responding to why he wasn't there and what he felt, and he didn't want to get in the way. He felt like Chris was taking off, and he was only kind of holding him back. And like, That's just a fucking cool record. Um, and Just Blaze produced it, which I love Just Blaze music anyway. Yeah, Just Blaze was the shit. Beef. Um... But anyway, so fast forward, uh, like I'm getting ready to say something that I've never really made public. <laughs> um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. 2010 was a very, very bad year for me. So I lost my grandmother in 2007, and I, I was kind of unstable from then forward. My grandmother is uh, the center of my universe, a quick side music story. Like also for those listening that have no concept of shit selling out, records would sell out, especially rap records. <laughs> Yeah. Because they didn't ship a whole lot, and if they were hot items, they would sell out first day. You wouldn't be able to get it till the next week. So, records came out Tuesdays. Yeah, I was going to say Tuesdays. You'd have to wait yep. every Tuesday. And stores opened at 10. So, I would send my grandmother with money to the store to buy my CDs when I was at school. My poor, old, white grandmother and she would never use my money she'd always give me my money back with the cd but i always wanted to make sure that i had it available to her but i just want everyone to imagine my poor old 70 some year old white grandmother who was about five foot three with short little white hair walking up to the counter and saying i'm here for ghost face killers iron man (laughs) But I, that was every Tuesday. But anyway, my, my grandmother is like the center of my, my world. Like it, it, I can't describe it to anyone, but if you've never been the reason why somebody wakes up and goes to bed, the only reason why a person exists, you don't know what it feels like to really be loved. Yeah. Right. But that's how it felt for me. And when she passed in 2007, it was very difficult for me. Uh, it's still relatively difficult for me. But, like, you know, I, 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 I haven't really slept through the night since, like, at first, it was really bad. I would just sleep for like a couple of hours. I'd get up in the middle of the night, just clean the house or whatever. Um, 
you know, you'd be somewhere and just have to remove yourself from that situation because you know an emotional breakdown is going to happen. Like, I was fucked up. I was really, really fucked up by it. And 2010 came, and I lost two of my closest friends. I lost my buddy Mario, who I spent every day at his house through my teenage years. He died in a car wreck. And then his brother committed suicide uh, in October of the same year. Um, Brutus. And I lost both of them. Uh, I had moved into a new neighborhood in 2010, and I kind of hit it off with all my neighbors. We used to always come outside every night and have, like, a couple beers and talk shit and smoke cigarettes. And, like, it felt like a family. And it was – it felt really good. And then, like, like, I advise anyone out there that's listening, like, if you're getting ready to buy a home in a new neighborhood with the neighbors, like, keep that shit neighborly. Don't let it become – more than neighborly because at some point it will fall apart and you've got to live next to this motherfucker for 30 years yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's ultimately what happened and before you knew it we were all at each other's throats and all this shit kind of ha- and then uh, another one of my best friends this guy Danger uh, him and I had a falling out that had nothing to do you know, he's still alive but in some ways he passed for me um, you know and, and so I lost like a friend uh, to bullshit, and then I lost two friends to death, and then I lost a neighborhood, a family that I'd kind of been building for a year. My grandmother's gone. Like, it was just, my life was, I felt like it was falling apart at the seams. And I actually, like, um, I, I, like, I was having a, a very difficult time. I was drinking. Uh, not not excessively, but I was drinking. And I called, like, a, like I, I, I'm not the guy to do this sort of thing, but I called, like, a, a crisis kind of hotline. Well. And, uh, and we talked for probably 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't much to it, but they started asking me what I did, what I enjoyed. And I started talking about drawing and I started talking about the music that I made with Mario, why, why music is painful for me to listen to now and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, well, create something like create an outlet. You know, it seems like what you enjoy the most, try to tie in how you're feeling to that creation. So anyway, long story short, I did a double album. And I only made a hundred copies of it. Wait, and this I, is the part that you that you never spoke of publicly. Correct. Okay. okay. And uh, I did a hundred copies of it, and I I gave I think I still probably have like twenty or thirty copies left, but I gave one copy of it to like all my close friends, and that was it. Like, but I got everything off my chest, and it it was very therapeutic, and hmm. I do. Uh, cherish it in a, in a, in a way. I mean, but, that um, too, just writing it all down too. I mean, just whatever you were saying cool. on it. And yeah. like exactly. For making the music and stuff like all of that stuff is it's yeah. a good outlet. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it, I can tell you that like, probably like for, uh, when I've completed it, I mean, I had artwork done for it. I, I had photos done for it. Like, I, like, I mean, if you, if you know me, you know that I don't I, like, you know, I don't do shit really half-assed. Like, I kind of try to make it the best that I can, you know. And so I did it. I mean, I, it's like an eight-page insert, double disc, printed up, pressed up, cellophane wrap, the whole bit. And um, I mixed it myself. I didn't have a whole lot of money to invest in it. Too, so I mixed it myself. I mastered it, I guess, myself. It's not a good mix or a master, but it's definitely listenable. Yeah. I mean, I mixed and mastered solid unit in Burns, so it's on that that level, right? Um, and uh, 
Yeah, and I still felt like shit for like six months after that, but then it started to lighten up. You know, like, um, I attributed I attributed to get me through that time. To be you, honest, you said this was in 2010 when you made the album. When I yeah, when I started it, it took me longer to to make it right. than than that. But when I started making it, it was 2010. When's the last time you've went back and listened to it? Uh, I, I listened to it like a couple weeks ago. Is it hard to go back and listen to or no? Uh, no, there's some songs on there that I'm like, fuck, you know, that that, that kind of bum me out a little right. bit. But yeah. uh, what is interesting is that like. For anybody that's ever made music or, or a movie or anything where you had to perform in some way that's documented, I have found, at least in my life, more often than not, it's hard to go back and listen to it because you're like, ugh. Like, it, it is almost it, it, as equal as you were proud of it when you did it, you're as kind of ashamed of it right. later. Well, and I understand that just from any type of, for me, any type of art that I do, whether it's making music or drawing or something like that, like, I can't see. I only see the things that are horrible with it, and I can't look at it. I'm like, man, you know what? Right. I just can't. Well, what's interesting to me about this is that, like, I'm still proud of it. It's probably the only thing that I've ever done where, you know, five years later or whatever it is now, I'm still proud of it. Like, there, there, of course, when I hear certain things like, oh, I wish I would have did that different or said this different or replaced this word with that word or whatever. Right. But I'm still – I'm nitpicking it. You know, I'm still very much proud of it, which is probably the only yeah. thing I've ever done that I've, I've remained proud of for that period of time. That's an awesome thing, though. H- yeah. How long from from beginning to end of the project? How long did it take you? Um, you know, I don't really know. I think I started writing it in 2010, and I think mm. uh, I probably got it out in 2013-ish. Oh, okay. Um, you know, but I, I, I so like, I, like I. I shot little videos for, not like full length videos, but like little promo videos for it. Like it was like, a, it like you could, I gave it to people that wanted it. Right. Like, yeah. And, but you could also buy it. I had it available for purchase and it wasn't really to make money. It's just that it costs a lot of money to have it made. Like, I think to have everything pressed up and stuff, it was like, you know, upwards of $500. Um, but you could buy it if you wanted to buy it. But I just gave it to you if you wanted it. But if you bought it, it came with a DVD of all this like promotional stuff and little behind the scenes stuff, and uh, a book that I wrote that explained every every song and what I was kind of going. Now that's pretty dope. Yeah, that's dude. awesome. With the song, Tyler Tyler would Tyler would kill would butcher his neighbors to be able to get his hands on this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, 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 to anybody listening, I still have copies of it available. I was going to ask him. Was like, I was going to say, how can I listen to this? But yeah, hey Bobby, like a, yeah. hey Bobby, I'll, I'll buy two copies because I got another friend. You, you, do you remember um, at Botcon, uh, Brian? Yeah, yeah, Marshall. Oh shit, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> no. okay. In true hip hop fashion, when I edit this, I'll make it go. Roop, roop, roop. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just his nickname. That's just what we call him in the show. He's got to be. He's got to be. The biggest Skullface fan ever, dude. Like when I when I he will repeat that shit. When I first met him, and I went to go check out his collection and interview him and stuff like that, he would repeat it. Cause you know, man, I don't fuck listen to anybody. I listen to I listen to Skullface, and I listen to you, and I listen to Skullface. And other than that, I listen to anybody. Dude, dude yeah. loves you. I will, I will literally buy two copies from you for one for Tyler and one for Brian, man. Well, that dude, they man, would love that I, shit. When I met Brian, like, uh, like, and I'm not gonna lie, like, like uh, this may be getting a little too open about, but I don't know, but like. 
part of what keeps me doing what I do mm-hmm. is love that I get from people like Brian. Like, I think that that shit, it, it scratches an uh, itch in my soul that my mom should have fucking scratched. <laughs> do you know what right. I mean? Like, I, I think it fulfills that for me. In, in, in some weird way, but yeah, I do. I do have copies of. It. I am very. I'm very weird about it because it is like when I made it. I made it for just myself, and then I figured I would give it to people that I like grew up with or or knew very closely um, that know me. Do you know what I mean? Because there are some things on there where I think if people didn't know me, they might they might take it a certain kind of way. Um. So I, I, I am weird about it, but I, I do have copies of it left. I'm... We can talk offline about it. We can talk offline about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't. Because I mean, like, Brian, he's got, he's gone through some shit. You know what I'm saying? He's got like, and I, I just had to cut all this shit out. He's going through some shit. You know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? And his life... oh, do you want me to pause? You want me to pause? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You can record. It's good for us to have. I'm just saying, don't, don't put in a thing. But, but now, what are you saying, Bobby? But yeah, like, um, there's a like, for instance, like for those listening, like, there's a song on there. Uh, it's a funny story, okay? So, is, is a song on there, like... Because I, I wanted to do some stuff, because I, I never really did, like, a proper album kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, I wanted to, like, do... I, I, don't, I didn't plan on necessarily doing any more, so I wanted to, like, kind of hit everything that I wanted to hit in one go. So, one thing I wanted to do was, like, do something conceptual and, like, a story. So, I, I did it, like, a twofer. And there's a song on there. This is a funny story. So... It's not me. I'm speaking as though I am someone else. And this other person is obsessed with this woman at his job uh, to a point where he eventually rapes her. But he doesn't even see it as rape. It's like he just he's so caught up in his own obsession that he can't imagine that it's not consensual. Um, Still. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a cool it's a cool song. I was, just, I was actually just talking to somebody, a friend of mine about it yesterday because they um they they brought it up to me. They were like, "That song still fucks me up a little bit." Where I'm like, "I know that guy," but um, but like, uh, I played it for my wife when I did it. Like after I did it, I played, it, and we were on our way to the beach. And I'll never fucking forget it. Like, <laughs> you played it on the way to the beach <laughs> because I did it. I did it. I mixed it. The, I mixed it the night before, and then we got on the uh-huh. road that morning. So she was like, "Let me hear what you did." So I I played it for. her. And my wife doesn't really listen to music. Like, she mm-hmm. hears it, but she doesn't really listen. So at the end of the song, she was crying. And I took a little bit of pride in that, because I'm like, fuck, like, yeah, mission, mission accomplished. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. She, and, and I, was like, I, was like, I was like, why are you upset? And she was like, because it's just so... Anyway, I forget what she said, but she thought it was a love song to her. And I was like, wait a minute. This is going to get awkward. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. Uh... <laughs> this is this is not a love song ballad to you. <laughs> did you explain to her? The, uh, uh, I did, I did, and then, and then I think. And what did she say? She doesn't like. She, she still doesn't like that song to this day, or you know. Yeah, like, I'd imagine. Yeah, but she, um, she, I think she, she dislikes it even more because she thought it was a love song about her. Yeah, right. So up, she dislikes it maybe because she made her. She's like, well, now I feel foolish about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but like, I have another song on there called um, uh, "Not Alone," right? And and. Uh, like that song made her cry, like because like like I, I talk about like some things with my kid and, and my brother and um, you know, but like she heard that and like she that one hit home for her. So like, it's, it's had anyway. I'm proud of it, but that was my last real like it, that was. I feel like it it was a moment in my life that like it closed 
the book in a lot of ways for, for making music, but also for kind of listening to music. Like I, I still listen to music, but that's it. Like that, like I, like a fucking chapter ended that day. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I can, I can attest to that. Cause uh, I remember contacting a certain Bobby. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is, um, you, you called me out on something. I think it was some rant. It was like a, it was like a rant that I did on a video like a long time ago, like on a BotCon reveal mm-hmm. or, or a SDCC reveal. And you said something in the comments that made me notice you, where you were like, this guy is a rapper. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. Because <laughs> I, I thought you might have been somebody that, that knew me. Hmm. Like in my in my personal life, and uh, and was trying to kind of maybe make a scene about something. So I, I that made me put my eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta watch this and see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch this guy. <laughs> no, I, I remember. Um, I remember. I remember listening to you, and I and I remember it just just as a just as a whole in the beginning when I first got introduced to to you to the whole to the whole SCU thing and. Okay, so you 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 rhyme. You, I don't care if you put the, the pin the pad down. I don't give a fuck. You rhyme. You're an MC, so you 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 kind of it's like you got antennas. You know what I'm saying? When you walk around, you almost can pick up. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I'm listening to you on the fucking SCU. I'm listening to your reviews, but more than anything, I'm listening to you on SCU, and I'm hearing how you relate things, how you how you, how your words come out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this guy, man. I think this is before I heard. This is before I heard. Um, what was the what was the uh, what was the first? I'm sorry. Um, oh gosh, was it the first one? Solid? Yeah, it, was, it was way before I heard Solid Unit. Okay. Before I heard Solid Unit. And so I'm just listening to you. And I'm like, man, this dude, man, this guy, this guy, I think this guy spits. I, th- I think this guy can spit. And I just kept you saying. You posted it in your group. I saw it. I was a member of your group. Huh? And you you post, you shared the video and you were like, this guy, this guy's an MC. Yeah, and man. And when, and I, I, so like, when I heard. When I heard when I heard fucking solid unit, I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> and so for me, that was like the big. I told you so to a lot of because I mean, I remember I remember talking to other guys who you know say who who like who like SCU, who, who like who like fucking uh who like Skullface reviews and shit. And I always just like just kind of throw it out there, but you know, the average nerds not caring the fuck about hip hop or rap and shit like that, right? I'm like, man, I, I really think that um, I think that Skullface, I think that Skullface wrong. I think he spits, man. And they were like, nah, what, what the fuck ever, dude. But when that so when so when I heard Solid Unit, dude, I, I was like, yeah. Yes. You know, because like I never did like a little fun song. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I I wanted it to be like something that I wouldn't normally do. But like, I um, for 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 the 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 album that I did do, like, I mean, Adam and I, like, you know, this is before before we became, you know, upstanding citizens. Of course, we we broke into an abandoned insane asylum and like did the pictures and photography for the record there and. All that shit, you know, like, like I mean, we, I mean, I, I did it up, you know, in order to kind of make something that I was. Adam, Adam is like, to me, Adam is like a fucking. Um, I don't even know what the term would be. Like, he's he he. I know that because I know what I know of Adam. Right, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be this, right? And you and, and you would think he's this, but he's like totally. He's t- I fucking love Adam. Dude. He's like, right. I understand what you're saying. Like to me, he comes across. 
he has these life experiences that if you're just talking to him, you would never, he comes across in a way that you would like, this guy would never have had any of these life experiences. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even saying that. Yeah, that is true. But, you know, Adam, no, to be no, fair, though. I know of like, his profession, of his professional, of his professional, you know, his professional career, his uh, place of work, you know, what he does for, for yeah, his yeah, life. Exactly. But then, then I listen to Adam, I hear Adam talk, and some of the things he talks about, and just, his, just, just, just talking to him, and I don't know him as well as you do, Bobby, obviously. Right. But it's like, I hear them like, man, how the fuck did they let you in there, dude? <laughs> they, you got to understand, like he 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 was around our circle all the time. Cause uh, him and I've always been so cool, with the exception of like eight months. Like, uh, but he always stayed in a safe place. Like he was never, uh, he was never a rah rah guy. Do you know what I mean? Like like, and it's funny because he would get it. Like when he moved, when he moved out of our our town. He went to like a pretty country area and he would get himself into a pickle and he would come back to the town and, and grab all of us and we'd go right up there. No questions asked. <laughs> go handle it, right? Yeah. Like, um, Adam's fucking awesome, dude. Adam but he awesome. always, I mean, like my bachelor party, um, when I got married, I mean, like it was like all of us. Like it was like the last time that all of us got together. I mean, now we can't even do it anymore because we got people dead and, you know, all sorts of shit. But it was the last time that like the core group was all together under one roof. And, like, I remember vividly, like, a point where Adam, like, stood up and was like, okay, I can no longer be here. And, like, you know, <laughs> like had, had, had to remove himself from the, from the environment. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope, dude. That conversation that we had, though, I remember when we talked about it, um, after you, had, you heard the music or something, and I hit you back, we talked on the phone for a while. And I remember you saying, um, and <laughs> I like the way you put it, you was like, if you want to do something more that's like, what did you say? You said, um, if you want to do something more, it's like more personal to you or something like that, I'm in. But you said something along the lines of like, but I don't know what I would have to contribute to that or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get you to the Transformers song, whatever the case is, yeah. right? But at that time. That's that, Bobby's that way of still- saying, I don't want to fucking do that shit. <laughs> no, it, 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 I mean, it is, it is and it isn't. Like, it doesn't make, I don't think it makes sense for me. Like, yeah. Uh, Cause what I, what I know, let me let me just say at that time, like I, I knew I knew you in our in our little few conversations, and then we we met at Bicon and things like that. But not to the level, and I, and I still don't know you inside and out. I'm not trying to pretend like I do, but um, I, I didn't know you to the extent that I know you now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. So right. at the time, like having heard having heard Solid Unit, you know, and then Burn and all that stuff, I'm like, okay, so the idea. The idea of rapping about the nerd shit and you know what I'm saying the stuff like that. This guy, he's a he's a wizard that. You know what I'm saying? So he, he will work into it. But moving past that, because for a while, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, what the fuck did he mean more personal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but like, moving past that, I got to know you, I was like, nah, this guy, knowing more of, of what you like, what you're into, to the level that I know, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like in your choice of music and how things have to have certain motives for you, it seems like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay. I took that yeah. more as a I, I, I get that. I get that now. I, I see why. I see why he didn't want to be on that as versus doing something else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I remember we was like, "Man, you don't like the fucking song." Just say no, no, no. no. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. It was just like if you wanted to do something about like, um, you know, about do hats or you know, like that's like a thing of yours now. Like if if like that's something that would make sense for me to do. But like uh, the the thing that you had, which was more like was set in a fictional setting and with mm-hmm. the Transformers and all, it just didn't. I, I didn't see what I could do there. But like yeah. something about like uh, you know like an avenue or an angle that you take like that's something that I could I could probably do. But like you know like burn is something like solid unit was like even solid. I mean solid unit is me talking about the state at the time 
which, not for nothing, and I'm not saying that it's me, I'm not saying any of that, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it was Solid Unit, I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying that fucking reviewers are different now. Not 100% different, but shit is different. Right. And I I can't help but feel like I'm at least in part responsible for that. Um, Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I would too, I would too. I've noticed, and I'll talk about it off the air, but one person in particular I've noticed is kind of had made more of a definitive, giving you a definitive opinion on something. Right. Right. And like that, 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 that solid unit was like, at the time it was everybody praised everything. Yeah. And the solid unit was, was just about that. Um, uh, and then every once in a while I would throw little, little jabs and other stuff I was dealing with. I'm like, (laughs) I don't remember the line, but it was something about people correcting me. And I was like, let me worry about these toys. You worry about your life. (laughs) (laughs) I I still kind of feel that way a lot of times. But, um, but then like, you know, in burn, burn is something that like, I'm still very proud of it. Like, like just like the, the way it was promoted and like the energy that it kind of had behind it and the video and all of it. Like I'm, I'm proud of that, uh, in a very different way. That thing when your daughter pulls the mask down too—that's yes. classic, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's it. still, it's still one of my favorite moments. You know, because you know when when people were writing in and saying things about my kids, uh, that's just insane. Dude. That was a uh, that was an aggravating. Period. See, that's the. I know we gotta. Well, actually, I gotta go back to work here, but um, I'm not sure how far we are along in the show. But as a side note, that's what I was talking about on fucking that last episode. Of um of detox, and I don't feel like the guy which, the guys are quite getting there. Which is probably you know what I'm saying? the best toy detox episode to date, I might add. I appreciate that when you said that. I appreciate it, man. I was trying to get the guys. I was like, it wasn't so much the KO shit. I I just I still can't get my head around these people that that internalize things and then personally lash out. Like in the way you're speaking about, about like you know what I'm saying, talking about someone's child. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't I get mean, it. I don't get it, man. Yeah, me neither. Like that to me, like how, but. I, I just don't see how somebody's all of a sudden going to start threatening a family, or not that they're threatening, but just just saying something like you just said, just saying something about somebody's family or kid, or just even getting personal. Right. But but what so, made me think about that and just how why I think people in the nerd fandoms get so upset is I think a majority of these people are you know nerds. They were people that were bullied as a kid, so now it's just maybe that it brings up an emotion of like, great, somebody's going to think something I'm doing is stupid, and I'm going to get ridiculed again for it. So they just get all. Yeah, that's my thing. I really, think, I really think some of these guys got some social development problems, man. And yeah, I, it ain't hard to tell. Well, I like will P- say this, but like, burn changed shit for me. Like, not to say that I still don't get hate, but mm-hmm. it, it that the era that that created burn is gone. Like, I don't get that anymore. You know, which is you know, I don't, I'm not saying that as a challenge. I'm happy that I don't get that right. anymore. Uh, but like. The, the shit that caused for Burn to be made, like, Burn killed it, you know, which is, like, uh, uh, like awesome to me, you know, like, I, I, like sometimes I'll question, see people. Was that, was that your, was that not so much your intent, but. No, my intent was totally to, it was a vent, it was to vent out, like, the frustration behind it, and then, like, when I wrote that line, like, the, you know, sh- sh- stronger chip off the old block, yeah, like, for starters, I mentioned my daughter's guess is for the shock, but they don't realize that she's like a stronger chip off the old block. Like, and when I shot her putting that mask on, like, I mean, not everybody knows this, but it's, it's just like, like I shot that shit in the middle of a hurricane. And that's like my seven year old daughter 
who grown men have made nasty comments about putting on a mask and saying that you can't fuck with me right. in the middle in the <laughs> middle of a that. hurricane. Do you know what I mean? I and like that, that that for me will always be special to me. You know. So let me yeah. let me ask you something real fast. We're at we're at two hours right now, but let me just ask you this. So you you've made the two for you most successful music related things that you've made were you dealing with emotions of stuff. Correct. Like, don't you think that that like are you interested in doing more of that then? Yes. I mean, yeah. it seems like yeah, it seems like that may be where it best suits you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like like I know that like. But the the, the 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 challenge for me is like I got to do a third song and I got to start getting it together because in order for me to stay on target, stay on target, I got to have it done by September, like the song, and I got a baby due in August, so I've pretty much only got July. Right. Um, yeah. So I've got to get it done, and in order for me to get it done, I got to figure out an angle. And it, the, the, the challenge is to have something that I'm emotionally invested in that ties in directly to the hobby. You know, that's the challenge. Right. And, like, the first one was, like, anger with the system. You know, I didn't feel like anybody wanted to let me in. Right. And, I, and I felt like people were getting praised for lying, you know, flat-out lying to people. And then the second one was about it – it was the reverse. It was me upset with – than the people that I'm ultimately trying to be of service to. Third one's got to be angry with the product. You know, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think the third one should be angry at all. Well, or you know what I mean, but like if you're going to keep that same vein going, right, right, right. You might be, you might be, you might be right. I mean, I, there's I a, there's I, a whole I, stuff to talk about just in that regard, and right. I know this is kind of getting off. Well, I don't know if you want to keep recording. This is kind of getting off the the hip hop. Well, topic, I guess but, it's up to Brave. Well, you guys, you guys can just close it out. I, I got to run back inside, but I All think right, you guys well, should close it out. Let's close the show. No, no, no. And then... I don't mean like you got to close it out now. I'm just saying you guys can close it out without me. I just run back well, let's close the show, and then just and I can uh, we just BS for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So thanks for listening to the show that we don't know what it's called. Or if you're going to get it. Shout out to all the other shows that we do know what they're called, and we'll talk to you next week. There you go. Awesome.